What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Each and every episode is brought to you by All I Need Skateboards. Sponsor an episode of this podcast by purchasing something from allineedskate.com. Get yourself one of our new decks or some of our apparel and get a shout out in the next episode of the podcast. We got one sponsor for this episode. The last few episodes have been pretty heavy with sponsors. I knew it was bound to slow down, but one huge shout out to Levy Nathan coming out of New York City. And he copped himself the All I Need Narragansett Beer collab, Crush It Like Quint deck. And uh, he got the 8-1. I believe this is his first purchase uh, on the store. So that means you're getting a Flow Trash shout out. You Flow Trash scum. Clean out the goddamn van. Skate Jam alert. Doo, 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 doo. All I Need Skate Jam, Saturday, August 21st. Jam starts at noon. It's all ages. It will be at Riverside Park, 43 Washington Street, Claremont, New Hampshire. Sponsored by World Industries, All I Need, and Balthazar's Ice Shack. I will be bringing the whole All I Need and World Industries team to the park to shred with you guys. So come on out. We're going to have music. We'll have the microphones. I'll be emceeing the event. We'll be giving out tons of prizes for epic bangers. The park is super fun, and I hope to see you guys there. If you are on iTunes and you are listening to this, please head to the iTunes store, type in All I Need Skate, and rate the show. Rate and review the show. Give us uh, five stars and hit the write a review button and leave us a review. I actually, I'll read out one of the more recent ones. Good Convos, five star. This is by Scott. He says, this is the switch heel flip of podcasts, which is dope. I love a switch heel flip. Um, another one. If you skate, you need to listen. Five stars. This is by Tom Stearns, 13. He writes, Anthony's podcast is an excellent, authentic view of skateboarding. Always fun interviews. Always cool opinions and discussions on all things skateboarding. Uh, we do have a poser alert. We do have a pose alert. Someone wrote funny, gave us one star. His name is Nickname Took Forever, and he writes, Lame when a podcast deletes any reviews. First of all, you can't delete the reviews. Or if you can, I can't figure it out because after I read that, I tried, couldn't figure it out. So I'm pretty positive you can't delete the reviews. Lame when a podcast deletes any reviews that aren't five stars but spends all his time making fake emails to post five-star reviews and get all his friends to post. Dude is a kook. And for that, you get a poser alert. Goddamn poser. Shame. 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 So as far as ratings go, we have 214 five-star ratings. We have four four-star ratings. We have two three-star ratings. We have one two-star two ratings. And we have two one-star rating. So if you could, help us out. Hit the five stars. Leave a review on the podcast. It would be epic. Thank you to everybody out there who has rated and reviewed. The if you're on YouTube, help the show by doing a backside crail slide on the subscribe button. You got to do it with some steez too. Maybe do a frontside nose blunt on the thumbs up button. Basically, just shred the shit out of the subscribe button. 
the thumbs up button and do a backside flip on that bell notification. Anthony had to take a quick break to change his t-shirt. Yep. <laughs> I was going to go I was going to go no t-shirt, but I'm hairy like an animal, so I don't know if you guys are quite ready for that. Well, I did the Stacy Peralta trick, like back when he was filming the yeah. Bones Brigade. Tell me, tell me. So, you know, first of all, he would do like a filming would be like, okay, we're filming this day for three hours. And that was it. It wasn't like, you know, a year of filming. It was like, okay, you got this three hours. But like, say they wanted to do more filming. Yeah. He'd be like, okay, give me all your clothes. <laughs> like, you know, so if Tony Hawk's wearing a fuck pink shorts and a fluorescent blue shirt, he's like, all right, well, you need to give me those. Cause we're gonna come back and film, and I'm gonna put you're gonna put those back on, so it looks oh, like for like continuity, exactly yeah. consistent. So it looks yeah. like one session. That's so funny, yeah, dude. So. We should start doing that. <laughs> Yo, you're back. <laughs> I, I, dude, I literally went home. I was like, oh shit, I was gonna sleep in the shirt. I took it off, put on the dress. I'm all right. That's sick. <laughs> like, we'll just you know for the crossover, but like Mike got up to take a pee Thursday. Yeah. Sunday morning, yeah, came back. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's so crazy to think that they would that Stacy Peralta would do that. Yeah, that's well, so he weird. was on a mission. You know, it, with him, you know, back then skateboarding wasn't like, you know, I gotta have the sickest, most perfect trick. I mean, there's so much out there you have to compete with. Back yeah. then, there wasn't videos, there wasn't anything to watch, so it was with him was get it out because also getting it out like having to produce those movies took forever so he yeah. was just okay we're filming we're filming like people be like yo like there wasn't such thing as toe drag because everything was a toe drag yeah. <laughs> you know everything <laughs> filmed was a keeper you know it yeah. didn't matter that's kind of like a little bit like today now because yeah. we're not in the like people are still filming full-length videos and stuff but like nowadays it's like if you're just creating content and creating a stream where people can tune in you know yeah. like so it's like doesn't always have to be the best thing and sometimes the not the hardest thing is the best thing you know like just a good day out with your homies and you go filming all day stack a bunch of clips and it's not all bangers but the feeling and the vibes there and in the video and you're like dude that was so sick to watch like i was just along for the ride yeah like like whatever happened happened you know like watching your homeboy niger gets a little sterile at times (laughs) (laughs) definitely yeah Yeah, it's too packaged he turned himself into a product on some level you know where you want him to go back to being that dirty kid with dread just skating whatever whenever instead of like a fucking full-on uniform and an ass tattoo and all the major slim jim sponsors you know what i mean (laughs) You're just like, what the fuck am I watching? I'm watching a walking, a skating advertisement, you know? Like Like Talladega Nights again. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my hands. It's the best, one of the best movies. (laughs) Those kids in that movie are amazing, too. Yep. Hey, we got coffee. Let's cheers. Let's get a cheers going. It's Sunday, right? This is what day it is. It's it's sunny out again. Yeah. I like the Static Age. Uh, oh, thank you. What is this thing? Is it's it just like a... Static Age mug from my homeboy, Derek. Hell yeah, Derek. Shout out, dude. Shout out. Is it screen printed on it? Looks like? I don't think so. He does screen printing. but He it, does, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's rad. I think it, they make all sorts of stuff. Like, you know, keychains and like all every wacky little merch thing you could think of. That's awesome, you know? dude. Yeah. How, this stuff stays pretty hot for a while then. Hold oh, yeah. Heat they're, in. they're cold. Yo, you, you're hot. I'm cold, man. Oh, you're going cold? I always. I almost did it today. Yeah. I literally almost went cold, but I bailed out. Dude, I'm one of those. It's negative 30 out, and I'm, I'm drinking iced coffee. Wow. And I'm the opposite. Yeah. It could be like 100 degrees, and yeah. I'm drinking fucking hot coffee, just sweating my balls off. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? The thing is, the hot coffee goes into your system. It hits different. 
Yeah, it you does. Know, because you don't, you know, ice cold coffee, your body has to warm it up to ingest it. Same thing with like ice water. You know, you're out skating, like you drink some ice water, it's great. Yeah. But if you drink like a lukewarm water, it replenishes your body faster. Yeah, true, true. You know, so you're getting just fast tracked caffeine. Exactly. I need him to plug it right. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> uh, okay, so I wanted to start this like I kind of want to start um, maybe at the beginning of like mate. Tell me a little bit about how you grew up, where you grew up. Move into like your Uxbridge area where you're at now in the skate scene. Just walk me through that. Well, I grew up in Medfield, which is kind of close to here, not not too far away. Because we were talking about. Uh, in Medfield's next to Norfolk, I yeah. skate in the Norfolk Park and stuff. But yeah, I grew up in Medfield, small town, and um, you know back then there wasn't skateboarding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like you go to Kmart or Bradley's and there'd be some like toy banana boards or whatever. And what age but, did you get your board? Um, your well, first board. My first real board. I don't even know. It was 1987, so that's probably. Dude, uh, 87. So 87, 11 years old. I was like five years old or something. Yeah, nice. Yeah, you're old too. Yeah. <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> Brought to you by the Old Man Podcast. We <laughs> were talking about this last time. Yeah. Tricky knees. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, we're not, so not that old though, dude. It, it's I feel like once you get over the hump, you're like, I'm just gonna be a kid forever. Yeah. You know, people are like so scared. Like, oh my god, I'm hitting thirty. Like, yeah. dude, once you hit forty, it's like the the I don't give a fuck level kicks in, and you're just like. I'm good. <laughs> if you did it right too, if you've like lived your life and got out some of your aspirations and like didn't just follow all the rules, but you just kind of like were able to live. When by the time you get to forty, it's like, yeah, I've done a lot of shit. Like you don't feel like you don't feel like you missed out, you know. So getting old doesn't seem so bad. Absolutely. I'm 38. I'll be 39 in November, but like I feel that way. Or I felt that way when I was like 20, to be honest. Are you like, a Sagittarius? God damn it. No. <laughs> Scorpio, dude. Okay, because I'm a Sagittarius. What does it mean? <laughs> I don't know. Well, because I'm December. You're November. Oh, okay. So I was like, I was like, well, that'd be weird. But, you know, then hot and cold, you know, yin yang. Yeah, true. Everything I hear about Scorpio is we're good at in the bed, but I don't believe any of the shit, so I don't really know. Yeah. And I'm decent in bed if I'm being, <laughs> being humble. <laughs> I think you actually shut me up for once. <laughs> All right, so back back to Menden. Menden's where Rad was, right? Menden. No, or, no, uh, Med, Medfield. 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 Oh, okay. No, back, where was Rad? Rad was in Menden. Correct. Menden, which is how far from there? It's like from from Medfield where you grew up uh, probably like 40 minutes oh okay yeah yeah but I mean that is like rad which shout out to John and all the rad family because that was such a key place to so many people and that memory still stays alive and that energy is still alive in Uxbridge Skate Park today how long was that park there for um dude it was a year short of 10 years Wow, that's a good run, dude. For yeah. a park, like an indoor <clears throat> park is no easy thing. Just like a skate shop, you know? Absolutely. We, you, just like in a skate brand, it's hard to make money off any of business, yeah. Any small, small business, business these yeah. days that, that makes it almost a decade is extremely commendable. Yeah. But anyways, back to Medfield in 1987. I mean, you know, I, I cruise around on little banana boards and stuff and fun. You know, you're 11 years old. It's just, it's whatever. Um, Those but, things are so fun. There's like a lot of butt boarding, right? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I look back and I'm like, I did that. 
and then I got a real board, and I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> you know, it was like, because when the f- first time I got, a, you know, you call it a big board. You know, I got a big board. Yeah. But how that, you know, when skateboarding got serious to me somewhat, um, you know, back then, you know, all there was was VHS tapes. And even at that, there wasn't, like, skate movies out, really. You wouldn't see anything, you know. It was, it was still like new, especially on the exactly. East Coast. It was so new. It yeah. was exactly and on the East Coast. You know, if you're lucky enough to get a Thrasher magazine, there'd be pictures of vert skating, and like nobody has a vert ramp on the East Coast. Well, yes, there were vert ramps, but like especially you, nowadays, it's very rare. Yeah, when you're 11 years old, you have no idea somebody's got some vert ramp hidden somewhere. Yeah, but um, the way I really got into it was you know being a kid watching the Police Academy movies. Oh, that's right. We talked know? about that because yeah. they were they were hilarious. You got the you got the dude making all the noises. <laughs> Michael, <Winslow. laughs> yeah, and like it was you know they're a little bit raunchy and you know you you'd see some things that you weren't supposed to see. You'd hear some language you weren't supposed to hear. And, you know, it was great. But then uh, Police Academy Four came out. Citizens on upon uh, uh, what? Uh, Citizens on Patrol. On Patrol. And um, they had skateboarders in it. And, you know, the Bones Brigade was in there doing stunts. Dude. And, um, all right. So Bo- Bobcat Goldthwait was in that. Oh, too. Dude, I forgot the voice. Hilarious. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> skateboarders. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, it had the scene in here, too, actually, too. This is skateboarding. Let's so see. many so many dudes just got soaked on that right there. 1987, dude. Yep. Police County Forces and on patrol. So that's when I started skateboarding. That movie right there. Here we go. Um, cameo appearances by skateboarder Steve Caballero, Chris Miller. How good is Chris Miller? I mean, Steve Cab obviously too, but Chris Miller's fucking unbelievable. I, I underrated that they don't talk about him as much. I know these dude. days. I the old schoolers talk about him like you know, uh, um, like he's a god. Yeah, Dude. Tommy Guerrero, Lance Mountain, Mike McGill, and Tony Hawk. Yep, and that's in there. back to Stacy Peralta. Man, he knew what he was doing because he had his crew, yep. and he was gonna put them like, you know, oh, you need some skateboarders for a movie. Here's my crew. Yeah, you know, because aside from you know, it's the Bones Grade plus Chris Miller. Yeah, you know? yeah, and true. Chris Miller was just rad. You know, like, put him yeah. in there too. Yeah, he's homies with them all for sure. Absolutely, you know? but yeah, just seeing like. And that was, you know what, the thing was, they street skated. And that yeah. was, like, 1987. That's, like, 86 was about when, like, like Mark Gonzalez started getting really popular, you know, because his deck was everywhere. And, like, street skating was something you can adapt to on the East Coast. Yeah. You know, because, you know, we're, we don't know vert ramps. We don't understand it, you know. And it's, like, expensive to, like, have all that stuff. But street skating, you just need a curb in your board, yeah. basically. And that's, yeah, and that's how it started, you know. So, like, all of a sudden, we're like, oh, wait a minute. There's a curb in our yard, <laughs> in our, dude. Yep. I'll put this. I'll put this in the in the podcast. Eleven minutes in, so absolutely. Police Academy. Uh, and I'll put some of the footage in there. It's funny. A lot of people talk about that was their gateway into skateboarding, because oh shit, the it sparks, was right. Dude. The sparks. They had tail devils. They must have. Yeah. They. I mean, they. You know, they've. Um, had a couple of those products like come back around around like things you could put on the trucks that make it spark and stuff and you know dude i could see how this got you into it for real dude like, it's rad what you see that one footer that yeah. like airwalk judo thing the angles are awesome too they're yeah. doing vert tricks on the street basically off of launch ramps yeah 
I mean, it, it, that just changed everything. Do you know what that one's called? Where you like take your foot off to the side and uh, you're grabbing the board? Uh, I think it's a judo. It is a judo, right? All right, um, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna make sure I put this in the pod for the peeps. Absolutely, because it's amazing to see that again. Um. So yeah, that that came out, and then I was like, you know, I you know, 11 years old, I wanted to go out and emulate that, like, you know, like just skate around. And at that point, I was I still had my little banana board, and I'm like just pretending. I'm like wishing I had a big board, but uh, then my neighbor had a legit Kevin Staub deck that was amazing. And he ended up getting a new board and was like, here, you can have this. That's he, sick. He probably sold it to me for something, but like, I don't know, at 11 years old, like. Doesn't matter. I, it was, I don't even know, like, he's probably like 20 bucks or something, you yeah. know. And uh, that, He changed your life with a legit board. Oh, dude. yeah. Game changer for sure. Absolutely. And then it was, just, I mean, that was just my prized possession. You know, when you have your first real deck, like, it's yeah. just amazing. Yeah. You know, and then it was, then, uh, then I was a skater. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's crazy. Um, Kevin Stab, Stab, right? He's like a punk rock though. He wrote for he writes for Birdhouse, I think. Yeah, and he has like he's always he like, was game vert, different color hair. Yeah, like, he was types. always you know uh, different. He he was doing his own thing yeah. always, you know, and uh, just a, a rad human being, you know. Did you look into him when you got the board? Where you're like, I got to figure out who the fuck this. Well, dude see, is. that's the thing is how. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Back then it was like, you know, you'd get, you know, I, I started getting Thrasher and it's like once in a while, I'd be like, yes, there's a picture of Kevin Staub, you know, yeah. but all you saw was like a picture. And like a lot of times with him, like it was a hand plant or something like that. You know, once again, I'm like, I can't do a hand plant. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, you're out, your front yeah. street looking at the fucking flat ground. Uh, yeah. Gotta figure this one out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless you're Tom Stearns, shout out. Like Tom Stearns. Tom Stearns, hand oh, plant. Oh, Tom. Yeah. 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 Well, so he's, good. He's got such a such a nasty. How old's street Tom? Plan. How old's Tom? Yeah, roughly. Am I allowed to give that away on the? He's not. He like women care about that. I don't think. <laughs> right. Like, no, I think he's he's still in his forties. I think he's like around forty eight. Legend. Forty seven. Yeah. That's legend. They'd be doing hand plants on the streets at forty in your forties. He's amazing. That's he's heavy. great. Yeah, and he's dude. He skates so much. I'm constantly seeing in Instagram. I'm like, it's amazing that people make time with full lives and families and it's so easy to rip skateboarding away from you just because of like a job and family and kids and obligation and responsibility it always blows my mind when a full-on adult ha- who has a whole life decides like no i'm hanging on to this fucking thing because skateboarding is so trivial you know it yeah. can be it's like it's amazing to me that they make t- people make time you know and I- i'll tell you one more thing about tom and this this goes to like you know you're never too old yeah. So to speak, like, cause people like to be like, oh, I can't do that. Or you know, he started street skating like two years ago. That's like insane. he was strictly transition, Sick. you know? And so it, now shove it and all that, like, you know, he got third place in the all I need jam. Dude. You know? Yeah. And it just amazing. Like I watched him like, cause he had, you know, big vert board, big wheels. And like now he's riding small wheels and like, <laughs> you know, popsicle shapes. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's great. You never, don't ever stop. And don't ever think that you can't do what you want to do. Yeah. Find a way to do it and, and make it happen. Yeah, yeah. I 100% agree, man. And skateboarding is that thing, too, that I'm so grateful that you don't need the vert ramp. <laughs> no, just go God. outside and ride around with your friends and have a crew and, like, yeah. be able to – and you can be young or old, which is unbelievable, you know? There's a lot of sports and shit where it's just, like, 
you age out of it you know what i mean whereas like skating it's you don't really age out of it if you don't want to you know exactly and there's no like the diversity in skateboarding it's all cliche to say this but like it wasn't when we were growing up it used to just be like certain type of person doing it everyone else didn't know or whatever now it's just like exploded where it's the floodgates are open yeah i think it's just people realize skateboarding is beneficial for people you know like so now all types of people value it or see the value in it you know yeah and it's hard i going back to you know uh when i started skateboarding and stuff you know by the time i got to high school i mean and first of all back then you had to hide the fact that you're a skater yeah you know what i mean by the time when i freshman year walk into the building for the first time you need I was like walking down the hall, my man biscuit thrown into the lockers, skater fag. Like <laughs> they just knew, you know, and it was like, I was, there weren't any other skaters in the town. Yeah. And that sucked too. Cause you know, skateboarding. So a collective, you know, like when you're skating in a group of people, there's just like that, that session, like, you know, so, you know, back then, like if you wanted to skate, like you, you were just skating by yourself yeah, figuring it out, you know? And to be, you know, the only skater in a whole school, it sucked. Especially if people don't understand it. They no. just think you're dirty because your clothes are ripped, your shoes are ripped. They just think you're like a weird social outcast. I grew up kind of the same way in New Hampshire. There wasn't many people skating. It's like me and my friend Dale, and we were just trying to get people into it. Yeah. But same thing, like, it took a long time for people to be like, oh, yeah, these guys are actually kind of cool, you know? Yeah. And same, I moved to New Bedford, and I remember, like, little like i was skating down the sidewalk and like a little girl like being like fuck you skaters throw a glass ball exactly I'm like, I'm like where's the hostility like what's going on dude people definitely coming up people did not embrace it no yeah and it was but at at the same time that made you embrace it more yeah you know because like this is special you know and, and that's i think the both of us try to instill that into kids today yeah. you know what i mean because you know there's you you can spot them in the crowd the kids who just bought a skateboard or just like hanging out just to hang out with the skaters versus the people who are like i love this i need this you know yeah. what i mean that's why you embrace those like like th- this is this is what you want to do you yeah. know what i mean this is something positive and you know it's something that teaches you so many life skills you know like where else do you fall down and get back up for three hours at a time yeah you know um yeah so true rodney was it rodney mullen i i believe went to speak at mit because one of the professors like you need to teach it like you're the way you go about everything with skateboarding like if we could apply that to science you know what i mean or or anything to better humanity you know just because you know it's so true like you go out you're skating you're constantly you're constantly adapting you're constantly changing you're constantly it's it's constant trial and error yeah you know? yeah totally and ronnie mullen's been on that for a long time and he's articulate enough to be able to explain it to some nerds yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> i agree with you man like uh the like a uh, true lifers out there understand like how much skating has changed their life for the better or made them a better person or inadvertently gave them life skills that they didn't realize they were learning at the time you know and you're like whoa dude all those times i didn't give up and just like it trained me to like pursue something till you find an answer and like that's basically learning a trick so it's crazy to see like um that's like a clash of cultures right now is mainstreams accepting it you know like skateboarding a bit but like you can see all the people that are just in it for clout yeah 
and you're like, oh, they're just in it for the fashion of it or they're in it for the appeal, the look of it. And then you see the people that are in it for the actual art or the actual process of it. You know what I mean? Which right. is there's a divide right now amongst it, which I'm not hating on any either or because like if people just want to be into the social side of it and hanging out and shit, it's like we all need a club, you know, yeah. like people need. I mean, and I agree, man. I try to be a good influence wherever I go because skateboarding, if if you're not like a shit head and you don't turn people off and you're more inviting like that skateboard they might build their identity through playing with that thing and it might change their life pull them out of poverty you know like happens for people you know? yeah absolutely I mean, well one thing the concrete don't care who you are no <laughs> fuck no it'll knock whoever's teeth out yeah. but, <laughs> but you know back to um back to what you're saying about about applying skateboarding skills like like look at you right here with all i need world industries the podcast the youtube channel like 20 years ago did you think that you're like oh well you know this is just what i'm gonna do and what no you're like okay well this is what obstacles in front of me and this is where i want to be i'm gonna go there and then well now this obstacles in front of me and this is what you just keep like okay well i'm gonna do this and then okay well now that i did this i can do this you know it's like just stacking a line like stacking clips like all right well i got here now, how do I get there? Okay, well, this is how I get there. Yeah. You know, it's... Persistence, definitely. Skating te- teaches you how to persist at something. Like, if you really want to learn that trick, you're going to have to try every which way that doesn't work so that you know it doesn't work and then find the way that does work. And then when you do find the way to land on that kickflip or whatever trick it is, then you're going to have to build it into your muscle memory. So that means you're not finished just because you landed one. Yeah. I see that in some kids when they land the first one and they're like, top of the mountain. And I'm like, oh, man, you're only at the beginning of this hell. <laughs> it's going to be the best, worst thing ever because you're going to get become a perfectionist because it's never going to be good enough for some, certain people, you know. And then you just keep going until you polish the turd and then you have a crispy kickflip or whatever trick yeah. it is, you know. But it's like that with all this stuff, it's the same thing. It's just like you're saying, like I just – I wanted to keep skateboarding in my life, so I'm like, how do I do this as I get older and I'm not like, you know, in the magazines and videos and I can't do what I used to be able to do on a board. It's like adapt or die, you know, and it's like, I want to sit down and talk about skateboarding with people that love skateboarding. How do I do that? And then I realize a podcast is possible. I'm like, I can just reach out to other people that love the same thing I do and like engage in awesome conversations maybe once a week or whatever, like fuck let's figure that one out real quick because now i'm connected to people that i don't feel so alone you know Mm because like for a long time if you're a skateboarder at least for me growing up i always felt like alone a lot until i met a bunch of other skaters but i didn't have that many so you're always in your head you know yeah feel like you're by yourself yep and then same with like the company and stuff it's like i don't have anyone sponsoring me so why don't i flip that around and become the sponsor exactly how do i do that and then just try to pay attention learn what skills do you need like and it's not like a a lot of things too is like for kids and stuff they want they think it's going to be fast you know they have the vision of what they want and then they don't realize that it's not going to be fast like you got to it's a windy road you know exactly it's a process just like the trick it's like you pitch your land that trick but then you got to actually apply it in real life you know so the same with the brand too it's just like fucking have faith and have a vision and a dream and then just keep going and there's going to be obstacles and it's probably not going to be as awesome as you thought at first but if you keep going 
you can figure it out and start to control it a little bit, you know? Speaking figure out of, where to direct it. Speaking of keep going, I did go on the internet and look, you know, that your podcast, it, nobody's officially said it yet, but it is starting to be known as as the longest running podcast hell yeah because i well nine clubs started in 2016 oh yeah i got dude you were a (laughs) you were going long before then yeah you know so so i mean like you said time will tell like you know looking back in this 20 years you know like what was the first skateboarding podcast it's all i need podcast yeah that's pretty sick yeah i um yeah and i don't and that's a testament to my insanity because like once I get on to something, I'm like, I just can't give up on this thing, especially yeah. if I enjoy it on any level. You know what I mean? It's like, I just got to hang on to this thing and ride through the highs and lows. You exactly. Know? It's not about number one. It's no. about just fucking figuring out how to do it and get good at it and enjoy it and continue to enjoy it. So you can, it's same with building a brand. Like you have your brand with Vulture Crew. It's like you get in, you scratch the surface, figure out the beginning step, and then from there, it's like a million things unfold where you're like, I could do this, or I could try to figure that out, or that's an obstacle I gotta figure out. And over years and time, you start to like adjust and figure out where you wanna go with it, and then you figure out the things in your way, and you figure out how to get around those, or over them, or defeat them. And then eventually, you look back, and you're like, oh, we're building something sick, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is so, it starts to form. That was one of the things I wanted to ask you. Uh, actually, before we go forward, would your were your parents stoked on you skating and stuff? And I know you're into music too. So <laughs> no, I mean, it was you know I I only ask because you're a parent now. So yeah, it's like kind I of, mean it was <laughs> I, I had a it, it, a little bit of a rough childhood. Um, you know there was a lot you know drinking and drugs and my parents and stuff. And um, they split up when I was a teenager. You know just just getting into those years like you know. Freshman in high school, you know, I get, you know, my family life falling apart. I go yeah. to school and I'm getting thrown into lockers for being a skateboarder for something I do in my own free time, which I don't even, you know, I don't dress the part at school. I don't anything like I'm not, not bothering anybody or talking to anybody, but still getting picked on because I'm, I'm a skateboarder. Yeah. You know? but, and that's like a testament to like you have people have influence and they might think that's like a silly thing and they're just being like yeah you know but it's like you already have a hole you're trying to get out of and then they push you into yeah. the hole again you're like, you know, it's, it's it, you know a jock town everybody's you know playing football and stuff like that yeah. and i'm like i had nothing i wanted nothing to do with that you know kind of like anti-culture the other exactly way from that yeah but no but i mean my my mother was very supportive i mean i i still can't believe the things she did for us you know, back in the day, back then, there weren't skate parks. I mean, there was never a public skate park um, at the East Coast back then. I think we started getting the first ones, like, probably, like, 97 around. And when they popped up, they're all, like, four feet below. And oh, the, winters made the, the winters made the lips pop up, so you couldn't even ride up quarter pipes or fly boxes yep. without getting It was all those down. prefabs. And a lot of them are still out there. And a lot of people have, you know, bondoed and DIY. cemented them to... to make them skatable yeah. i remember the first time i'm like we have a skate park <laughs> what the fuck is this <laughs> like because you couldn't i can't do anything here you almost want to just go skate out in the public, yeah it was like yeah, you go streets. like okay that'd be cool but like i'm riding 39 millimeter wheels because that's how they small they were back then <laughs> and then you'd have a crack that was like two feet deep <laughs> yeah not gonna work <laughs> no. but anyway but back back to my mom there was um so i remember back in thrasher like one issue they had like 
a skate park listing, you know, and there was ZT masks, ZT Maximus in Cambridge, yeah, which were like, yo, mom, you gotta bring us there. And I'm like, I'm a little kid and me and my little brother and she drove us, this is before GPS, before anything, she drove us into Cambridge and like ZT was like down a little alleyway, brick building, like, all right, here you go guys, see you later. <laughs> like, you know, and now being a parent, I'm like, where did she go after that? <laughs> I'm like, she just dropped us off and like took off. I'm like, and it was like, you know, and she was very responsible and everything. I'm not saying that. Like, yeah, she knew we could hold her own. But she I'm probably like, came in, saw the vibes, was like, they'll be all right. <laughs> it was, oh, and it, it was sketchy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, because back then, like, you know, I wasn't the sole person that was getting picked on for being a skateboarder. Skateboarding was picked on. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, there was anybody who skated back then knows exactly what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. It was, you know. Literally, people thought I, I, I was a poor kid, but like, and there are other poor kids out there, but literally, people thought I was double poor because I, my whole, everything had holes in it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm like, no, nah, this is just what I'm wearing because this is what I do when I, I skate all the time. Like, as soon as I'm out of here, I'm going fucking skating. Like, I'm not dressing up for this because I'm already prepared. So it's like, you just get like, they think you're dirty and you're just like, they don't, they didn't understand what you're actually out there doing. It just seems like you're all drug addicts and whatever, you know, they like bunch in. I get it. Skateboarding is complex and weird. If you've never tried it, you could box it up easy and pretend like it's something it's not, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, that happened. She'd bring us to, she'd bring us to Cambridge and then. I found out about another one, and I want to say it was in Warwick. It was in Rhode Island. I, I call it Warwick. I actually talked to Donnie Barley. Was it Greenside? At, no, no. It was. I mean, this is this is. I, Long time. It's ago. hard for me to find the year too because there's absolutely nothing on the internet. The only, I can't get anybody to confirm this park existed except for Donnie Barley. Um, <laughs> he said it was called Skater's Edge, like pre-skater's edge i've heard of this yes yeah so we would go to that park all the time i can't find a picture i can't find anything on the internet i can't find anyone else that to acknowledge it except donnie barley and it was like i'm like donnie yeah you'd walk in there's a spine ramp in the middle there's like a four or five foot ramp on the left and there's like a bigger like seven foot ramp on the right yeah you know and it was this nothing i, I can't find anything but it was funny because i was listening back to your back catalog i think a couple of years ago i was listening to the donnie barley interview i'm like oh my god he mentioned that park i'm like it does exist yeah because i thought i was getting into one of those weird dimension things where like you just remember uh, uh, it was it called the, the mandela effect or whatever yeah. where like you like something like isn't really exactly how you remember it oh uh, <laughs> yeah yeah I'll have, you're just sparking me to have Donnie back on so I can pry him about it a little more. Get, oh, dude, definitely. You got, I mean, regardless, you got to get him back on. He's such a legend and such a nice dude. Yeah. I so, think I think people would be stoked to hear from him again. Yeah, the last one we did was, it was like Christmas or Thanksgiving. I like made it, I was like, I'm going to have Donnie on for the holiday, you know? Nice. I think it was like a, a day after the holiday just to like reflect. Yeah. Donnie's the man. I owe Donnie a lot of thanks because he helped me get sponsored by birdhouse and that's so, so rad yeah it's so rad you rode for birdhouse dude it's a trip man that's so sick it's cool yeah it was a cool opportunity for sure but before we get too far um school pushing you in lockers we we're talking about kind of uh, oh maximus your mom would take you yeah. there that's sick and then so right about now um eight ball opened up in bellingham i missed out on eight ball dude eight ball was amazing because everyone i respect talks about it or brings it well up. it was you know the skate parks you had you know 
ZT Maximus in Cambridge, which, dude, the fact that my mom would drive some suburban kids out to Cambridge and drop them off, like, that was huge. <laughs> Legend. You know? <laughs> and then whichever park it was in, like, Warwick or something, you know, still, once again, like, it was in the suburbs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, this, a park opened in the suburbs. Dude, the f- the opening day, it was crazy. I mean... Eight ball, right? Yeah, the yeah. opening day, eight ball. There were, I've never seen so many skaters in my life. It was so, like, you couldn't, you could barely, you couldn't skate. Like, it was like, it was <laughs> so crazy. Um, and there was, there was, you walk in, there was a room with just like a little quarter pipe. Like, and then, like, it was just, you know, just an empty room. They put a quarter pipe there, and the back room had a spine ramp and like a five foot ramp with a roll in. Yeah. And sounds th- sick. Then there was a basement. That and shout out to Brian Hansen for Concrete Wave, yeah, and and Eight Ball and everything he did for skateboarding for Is, so long. He's the one who was involved with Eight Ball then. Yeah, he owned yeah. Eight Ball. Well, to back the story up, he owned Concrete Wave in Milford. I remember Con- it's went on for a long time, man. Very long time. Long time. Yep. So I Which rem- is unbelievable. Again, like to it's not easy business, and you got to really fight for that shit. Yeah. Like, to have a skate shop. <laughs> so that's so we were customers at, at Concrete Wave Milford and then he's like, Yo, mate, open it up a skate park, eight ball. And the first day, dude, it was so much chaos. It yeah. was it was amazing. But it was it was absolute chaos. Just I bumper mean, cars. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of kids. And the funny thing was there's also there was a, a stairway downstairs, which he didn't have the basement rented out. So he just kind of technically, it's not technically. So he put put some ramps down there, and that's a skater characteristic, too. exactly. Like you know, there's a big open space with concrete floors and putting ramps down here. And it was like, dude, I remember by the end of the day, just everything was broken. Just yeah. every like if you can imagine a couple hundred skaters like on some jump ramps and stuff, and it was just destroyed. And it was like it was it was the best. That's another reason why people are like used to be like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Because the destroy part of skate and destroy you know you sometimes you gotta fucking go out there and destroy shit to figure it out like especially when you're playing with a skateboard it's like you go grind some curbs and one yep. gets chipped but you yep. grind it a thousand fucking times or whatever kids kids in general you know yeah they need like a spot to go be self-destructive not self-destructive but a little destructive you know where it's like controlled kind of where they can have a little risk you know that's the thing i like about skateboarding it's awesome is that you're mitigating risk for yourself because as long as you're aware, like whenever we do skate lessons, I'm always like, all right, you gotta be aware you can get hurt, you know? Like this thing's dangerous. So you're already entering something that's slightly dangerous because you're on wooden wheels and you have to balance. If you don't balance and you send it, like this this generation likes to do is, let's send it or whatever, you know? It's like a scooter phrase almost. Send it. Uh, And I'm always like, it's not a full send. It's like a controlled send. You want to find the line and then go past the line a little bit. You don't want to just send it off because nothing's worse when someone just drops in and they didn't work their way up from the bottom and they just <laughs> get brutally hurt, you yeah. know? And you're like, fuck, dude, like, that's a full send. But now you're just like, you can't do anything because your leg's broken or whatever, you know? Yep. Bums me out. Uh, but yeah, so it, that's about- sick that that place exists. Like, a skate park is amazing because there is risk involved, you know? Like, you're doing something dangerous. Just like riding a bike or anything, there's, you can get hurt. But people got to open those places, man. Yeah. They're crucial. And it was, you know, being a little kid there, well, a little kid, I was it, it, beginning teenage years. You're a kid, bro. But yeah, Child. but you know, seeing so many amazing skaters there, which, you know, uh, Jam- Jamal Williams was like- Legend. Oh, uh, dude, I, 
the first like oh, we would be driving there, I'd be like, oh my god, do you think Jamal's gonna be there? Yeah, I because get that. like he was a dude. His style I was, was gonna say. sick, and yeah. he was you know he was sponsored and everything. And, and it his was just, demeanor too. He's like one of the coolest dudes. Dude, ever. always big smile. That's, yeah, that's why I you know you see somebody smiling and like enjoying the fact that the skateboarding. That's what I'm drawn to. I'm like, yeah, I want to be part Jamal, of that. Yeah, and definitely, def- definitely set the press. Like that's that's why I want skateboarding to be happy. Pushing, you know, pushing the edge and just, and, you know, but it was always awesome seeing him. Then people like uh, Mike Bell. Hell yeah. Mike Bell, the streets and sidewalks. He's been on the pod. Dude. Mike Bell, Jamal. Also, dude, Mike Graham. Yep. Did you, oh my God. Uh, yeah, Legend, dude. One of, such the style, the pop, like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, and it's, he was always just a huge influence just watching him skate it was just amazing charlie wilkins too is one that was from this area that i always was like dude charlie destroys and just like a good ambassador for skateboarding you know yeah but, but yeah i was always skating eight ball with with those guys like and i was like on the outside they had their little crew like mike graham and uh kyle v rest in peace i know he was everybody's homie um jimmy boyce Justin Glado, like uh, all these names, like the local park kids. Yeah, you know that's sick. But uh, which you know, I might as well say, like, dude, um, Jer- uh, Jeremy, my God, trying to remember. Yeah, uh, the uh, not Rogers. The, yeah, skateboarder. Yes, the rapper. Oh my God! Yeah, I I want to say Jeremy Rogers, but then I was getting mixed up with one of the older Rogers. But yeah, Jeremy, oh. dude, when I skated at Eight Ball, put it this way, Jeremy Rogers, who legend, I got that he's awesome. You can't take his skate parts away from him. Like he's amazing. Oh my skateboarder. God, absolutely amazing. Funny dude too. Uh, Personality dude, wise, like yeah. he is hilarious. And when he was on Girl and stuff, all those like intro skits, uh, those intermediate skits were amazing. Dude, Jeremy Rogers, just local legend who went huge. When when I skated eight ball, he was still in rollerblades. Uh, like he was <laughs> one of the rollerblades. Yeah, and, uh, gee, and he was destroying it. Like I'm I said, sure. like he's I, probably uh, the greatest rollerblader ever. Absolutely no disrespect <laughs> for that dude whatsoever. He's an absolute legend. He's but he, like like back then, like it was pre skateboarding. Like that, it was it was just cool times back then. That's awesome. But yeah, that's uh, that that's cool. Jamal yeah. Jamal, dude, back to Jamal real quick. Uh, I went on a skate trip with Jamal. When I rode for Syndrome, uh, I rode for Phantom Trucks. Do you remember Phantom Trucks? Nope. Oh, oh yeah, I, I can picture the logo. But. Yeah, they had like a had like a hood and like a yeah, yeah, skeleton yeah. looking face. The trucks used to come with like this thing glued on the hanger, and it was the logo of this of the Phantom, and you could pop them off. Like I don't know if you're supposed to, but if you grinded enough, they would just fall off, you know. Yeah. But you could pop them off too and put them back on and shit. Um, but yeah, I did a tour. Shout out to Jason Maxwell, uh, legend out there. He was kind of in control of FKD and um, Phantom and Silver Syndrome Distribution. And uh, he took us on a trip to Boston where I lived. So he just invited me and I got to hang out with Jamal and uh, Aaron Yeager and him. And like, uh, it was such a heavy crew, dude. Jamal, uh, Jerry Fowler. Like I got, got a tour around Boston as a little kid. Like, with the legends that I just got a day in the life with, you know? <laughs> That's crazy. And Jamal was the fucking man. He just, like, 
everywhere we went, he knew someone. He oh would just God. dip out. He yeah, would he was, like, yo, I'll be back in a little bit. And he'd go up into like an apartment building, hang out for a while, meet, hang out with his friend, come back, meet us at the next spot, skate, then same thing. See someone off the side, like, oh, I'll be right back, dude. Dude, a tour <laughs> like Boston a with Jamal. Are you kidding it me? It was like <laughs> I'm like, that yeah. is like, oh, man. I think the article was in Strength. Do you remember but, Strength uh, magazine? There used to be a magazine called Strength that had skateboarding and snowboarding in it. Yeah. And uh, we had an article from that tour in it. That's sick. Yeah, dude. Jamal's the man. And I, just from watching him skateboard, you can feel that he's like a solid human and like a style. And then to meet him and he lives up to it is always the best thing, you know? Yep. And they say don't meet your heroes, but sometimes it works out, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sometimes they're nice, you know. But he, he's always got a really great vibe. Definitely. I kind of like got into like... I missed a lot of that because I was in New Hampshire for a long time and we didn't have really anything going on in New Hampshire besides what we built. We got a skate park built in Raymond, New Hampshire. We just raised money through the rec center. Um, the guy that worked at there was Mr. Bates, He, but they called him because he was the... Master Bates? Yeah. <laughs> he was the head dude yeah. at the rec department, so we, they, I had to call him Master Bates, dude. <laughs> But he <laughs> he helped us raise like seven grand, and we built like a wooden pyramid, and uh, like us in like the high school carpentry thing, built like a small little skate park right near the uh, fire department. I think it might still be there, but the ramps are probably destroyed. But where we had the ground paved is still there. Cord pipe pyramid with a hip, big ass rails. We made too much big stuff. But it was our first time figuring it out. Yeah. You know? But we had like a budget and Master Bates was helping <laughs> us out, dude. And uh, yeah. And then like that happened. And then we just skated Ben Franklin's, which is flat ground, you know, and people are pissed at us because we're skating in front of their fucking retailing gods, you know, yep. like whatever. And But then we'd go at nights because the light would be on at Ben Franklin. So you could skate there at night. But there was no like shops or anything that I knew of, you know. And then later I found out about Eastern Border. Like, that was, like, a mind blower, you know? Like, that, but there's a skate shop. And then I moved to New Bedford eventually, and that's when I figured out about Solstice, and I figured out more about all these skate brands and all these pros and stuff, and it's, like, the whole world is, you know? Besides what's in the magazine, but local stuff, you know? Just crazy when you find something local that you can go and be a part of. It's yeah. so, so awesome. I love that. Yeah, we had a Ben Franklin we skated at, too. Sick. Um like and the this, hardware store was it? Oh, this is a bank. Oh, okay. But it was it's crazy. I just think about this because uh, uh, Tim Anderson from Bob Shirt yeah. just brought this up to me the other day. We were talking. His these the curbs. It was like a strip mall with like you know the curb on the, for the sidewalk. They had angle iron on them. Oh, some of painted them. angle iron. Yeah. Like, dude, it, it was awesome. We skate those forever. That's so good. Yeah. Right. You can learn tricks and like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. We had we had just rough ones at the time, but I remember finding the first metal one and being like, Pew. or going to New York City with like Steve R from Fibro, and he would like, he'd have a skate around the whole city, and then by the end of the day, he'd bring us this perfect metal slappy curb in the middle of this perfect like street in New York, and you're just like, so smooth, it's just heaven, you know? Yeah. Hours of fun, man. Um, all right, so talking skate parks. Growing up, uh, kids, you got kids now and they're getting into skating. That must be sick feeling. It's fun, 
because you know i don't really push anything on my I noticed kids that, which is you cool. know like what i want to do like you know, i said this before it doesn't matter if it's wrong just do something yeah you know what i mean that's, that's right. just do just do something you know figure it out but um yeah they you know they kind of get it because of everybody especially at uxbridge skate park where it's very inclusive you know a lot of skate parks can be kind of territorial and i don't think on purpose yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody sets out to be like, yo, this is my park. But like when you come up to a place and you're not from that place, you know, you can be kind of, it's like you're, you can be intimidated. Yeah. You know, and especially definitely. Uxbridge, there isn't really an, an intimidation factor. You know, you go there and like we're all, everybody just wants to skate with you and have a good time. And um, the vibes are super inviting. Yeah. It's, so, which is amazing. And I, what I like about Uxbridge too is that there's a lot of small ramps. So no matter what age you are, you don't have to go and like, worry about getting in the session so much because you can find something small or flat ground or the curb to wally or like oh, yeah. something to just like get warmed up at like so many days like on beat after you know work you know like i just worked 40 50 hours i'm like i just want to just carve up this two foot ramp do a grind and, and go down that's it yeah. you know like it's and that's why it's a good vibe just go there and hang out and that's what the kids see that you know kids they soak in everything and they soak in like how much fun you're having and how, okay, this is my way to, to get some expression out. This is my way to get, you know, some tension off. Like, you know, yeah. and that's, it's, it's rad. Cause you work with kids a lot too. You know, when you see their face and they're like, Oh, I figured out how to do this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Now you can apply that to so much more. Like, yeah, you just did a little slash grind on this little ramp. Now, now go do it on that one. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, wait a minute, I can. You know, it's like that that self-exploration, that, that confidence builder, you know? Yeah, it's amazing to see it. On top of it being the f- funnest fucking thing in the world, yeah. <laughs> you know? that's uh, People used to get mad when kids would skate, too. I remember, like, back in the day, they'd be like, too many kids or whatever, you know? And you're just trying to backside flip over a kid or something, yeah. you know? And I get that, but at the same time, it's like... You as you get older, it's like that's how you get to relive it. You know, you see that kid land that trick, and you see how excited you're like, "Oh yeah, it brings it right all right back." You know, the floodgates open again. Yeah, such an important part of skating is like, whoever wants to do it, like help them do it, or just give them a space to do it. You know, there's not a lot of skate. We have a lot of skateboarders, but compared to like other organized things or like sports or whatever kids are into, like skateboarding, still like doesn't i still find it weird when uh awesome when you find like a new skater you're like whoa this person's into it yeah you know because i mean you show up the skate park and there's 50 people skating you're like oh my god yeah there's so many people here but you go to football game there's like 300 yeah (laughs) you know yeah it's like no it's still we're still the underdog yeah we're in the olympics but we're still the underdog yeah you know we're barely they're gonna kick us out i bet (laughs) fine with that (laughs) like everybody's like oh did you watch skateboarding the olympics i'm like yeah, I saw like the five minutes they let me watch. <laughs> I'm like, you know, after half an hour trying to find where it was, I'm like, cool, I saw like a run. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, even then they, they like, I, I don't know, I don't get too conspiracy theory, but yeah, like, go for it. That's why we have the podcast. Let's like, you know, the, the, uh, the heavily sponsored, like, you're damn right they're going to show Nigel's heat. There's politics and context. Exactly. There definitely like, they show Nigel's heat. Yeah. Um, I got to see Andy Anderson's heat which i was pretty stoked on because you know he's uh, i don't uh, he does his own thing yeah i mean yeah and he's definitely he's some people probably consider him a kook 
but he's an extremely talented skater. And the fact that, you know, he got up and did freestyling in the, in the Olympics. I'm like, yeah, man, he just, you did what you wanted to do. And that's what I'm like. I I respect that. Like, I'm sure he leans into being the kook though. On intentionally a little bit, but you, and you know what? My (laughs) point, like he can back it up. He's an amazing. I'm like, you know what? If you can back it up, fucking do it. Yeah. My homie used to say like we were, we'd be in the van talking shit because that's like a pastime on a skate trip is just talking shit. Especially if you have a magazine because you can just flip through and like yep. if you have a pretty good sharp sense of humor, it's like you're gonna make fun of everything, including yourself. That's part of talking shit is making fun of yourself. You know, being able to take it when someone talks shit on you. Yeah. If you're gonna talk shit, you got to be able to take it. Uh, we'd be flipping through all these mags, just like destroying every pro. But in the in the same breath, we're like. In all of them, you know, because yeah. they're in the magazine. Uh, it's, it's really good, though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can't argue that, but you can make fun of his hair or just, like, yeah. whatever clothes he has because it's just you're in this, you're with your homies and you're talking shit. Uh, but, yeah, if you're going to talk shit, you got to be able to let someone talk shit on you and laugh it off. You know what yeah. I mean? That's what it is. It's a sport. Yeah. That's the type of sport I like. <laughs> yeah. You need some fun. humility, you know? Yeah. But uh, who are we talking about? Um, what's his name? Andy Anderson. Yeah. He definitely leans into it. Yeah. I've listened to some of his stuff. I gotta listen to probably more of it to hear some of his reasonings and stuff. But like, I'm sure he just loves skateboarding, and he's uh, he just doesn't mind leaning into the stuff that people are gonna make fun of, you know? Absolutely. And you know what? I listened to he was on Nine Club right before the Olympics, and Mm -hmm. uh, it was actually a good listen. Like, I was really stoked. You know, he uh, he did exactly. He explained a lot of his reasoning. Yeah. And I was like, oh wow, you know? Yeah. He's a smart guy. Yeah. I was like Mike V did the same thing. Yeah. Mike V was like kind of controversial to skateboarders, you know, because yeah. he was like anti, anti, whatever was going on. He's like, yeah. remember he just got like a car and like drove, and he was <laughs> like drive was the video and he's going around doing like demos and stuff. Yeah. I was like, I make fun of Mike V a lot, but I really like respect the shit out of what he did. Like growing up watching Mike V with, with like what he pursued, you know, as an individual, like you can't really you know what i mean it's yeah. awesome but at the same breath i can be like ah he seems like an asshole <laughs> yeah and i'm sure someone could say that about me but i don't really care you know yeah. it's like i uh, you can only be you can be an individual and no some people are gonna like you some people aren't gonna like you you know yeah as long as you can laugh at yourself you'll be well, right i mean in in his defense like you know he was a pro skater on the east coast in the 80s not easy <laughs> <laughs> not easy and the attitude like were, is a little different you know yeah you were, like you were getting fucked with everywhere yeah like so yeah, props to him for that. You know, yeah, he, yeah. he carried the torch and his skating, obviously mind blown. I remember him showing up at Tampa Pro and like still winning the best trick, dude. Being probably the oldest dude out there. That legendary, yeah. like that's so. <laughs> I still think about that, like you know, how you how you do that, you know, especially with the way skateboarding is, like you know, uh, you're being that old. Didn't he do it on a on one of his shaped? street plant boards or something too. like i wouldn't be surprised yeah i, th- I think he did yeah. and it would just just destroyed yeah you know? good for him he he's a complex character too you know mm-hmm. like i'm sure andy is too i haven't heard enough about andy i gotta look into him a little more but um but mike like love his skating love the drive love some of the principles he stands for didn't like him fighting for dudes and jackass thought he no. was, thought he was a kook for that yeah and, and you know but what? i wasn't there so who knows but in my opinion i'm like that was a time where I was like, I don't really want to see people fighting, like skaters getting into a fight. Like you could do it or whatever, but like I got into skating to get away from violence yeah. and fighting, you know. And he was out there brawling, you know. Yeah, and I, I don't think he really is uh, 
I don't think he really likes the fact that that stuff's out there either. I think he yeah. like kind of is like, ah, uh, yeah, that was not. He's, he's got to live with it. Not yeah. the way I want to be remembered, but yeah. Mike V, I liked Mike V because he had some principles. Yeah, he's driven. He's focused. He's trying to figure out. Could have been an asshole at times, but it's just like being in the limelight with anything. It's just like plays out. Kids and everyone has to realize that nowadays too. Like you're all the media and stuff. It's like you're no one's perfect. And we have all these cameras and phones. Yeah. It's like you capture enough of your life. It's just like you have to live with that regardless, you know? Exactly. And Mike V was always putting out stuff. So. And I, I was going to say that constantly reinventing himself, you yeah. know, and not like consciously like, okay, I need to change now, but just the skate away like, okay, well, this is what I'm doing now. And this is what I'm doing now. You know, I think now yeah. he's living in Iowa or yeah. and just having the time of his life. Like, good for him. Yeah. You know? He's raised some kids too. Yeah. Back to kids. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we were talking about just like uh, Chloe. Chloe rips. Oh, yeah. I think of young ones. There's so many young rippers right now. Yeah. A lot of them come from that Uxbridge area too, man. Absolutely. So many of those kids like found me for skate lessons or just met me at the edge and we skated. And I'm like, um, like, dude, there's something going on out there. You yeah. Know? That's why we threw the jam there because I'm like, there's so many like rad skateboarders coming out of Uxbridge right now. Dude, that, the jam was so much fun. Oh yeah, I do have a bone to pick with you though. Please, I, pick your bones. Listen, um, was it was it when we played the song and it was rage and it you, went fuck you? Oh no, I, I got no problem with that at all. <laughs> like, listen, it's so fun. Like with my kids, I'm like they know not to swear. They don't swear. Like they know. Like and I don't tell them like you don't swear because I told you not to. I'm like listen, well you don't swear because you know what? It it's it's you shouldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. It shouldn't. It makes you sound bad. Whatever. You shouldn't like. But Cur- I listen. Curse words. They curse your life. Don't curse your life too much. It, it, I mean, but music wise, you know, I, was, I try not to play NWA. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> Rage Against the Machine. Fuck you. I won't. Um, it yeah. happens. I don't. But I don't censor the music. I'm like, you know, if particular like if fuck the police comes on you know usually i'll skip it turn it down exactly but you know what the thing is i i acknowledge it you know what i mean i don't pretend it's not there like i'm like listen it's because it's art you know what i mean it's art it's profanity whatever and if they get old if kids are lucky and they get older they're gonna swear yeah and uh, dude i put it on the the kids music station and there's a lot of swears in there Oh, like, they oh they sneak in all sorts of stuff. I'm wow. like, what? What is this? Yeah. Like Ariana Grande stuff. Is, oh, we yeah. listen to her a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They slip it in in more subtle ways. Oh right? yeah. What I'm the like, fuck are they exactly. About? I'm like, that, that's dirty. <laughs> I'd rather just you say fuck than like this <laughs> I'm like, weird. I'm like, yeah. Message. Like at least that's like a straight four letter word. Like this, <laughs> pa- the scene you're painting right now. Like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, they're brutal. Some of them. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, if you could, um, if you could picture this, you know. Um, I'm in a 35 and older group, you know, skateboard, getting ready to to do my run. Yes. I'm all psyched. I'm trying to get psyched up to go out. And I'm like, I'm from a thrash generation. You know, we're we're thrashers. Skate and destroy all this stuff. And I'm getting amped. Like, I'm like, all right, I want to go out there. I want to kill it. I want to, you know, I want to do my best. I want to get psyched up. As soon as the song starts, you know, start your run. Oh, shit. Motherfucker plays Fleetwood Mac. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting here pushing. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, how am I supposed to get amped up to like skate and destroy? And they're like, Rihanna. 
I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, dude. Sorry. I'm like, dude, you just twist that knife. Like, yeah, man, you're a little bit older than me. <laughs> I'm like, all the little kid, like, like, was um, Lincoln's dropping into like Black Sabbath and all this rad stuff, and I'm like. Do you, do you think I'm listening to Fleetwood Mac sorry, at home? Sorry. I'm like, my parents listen to Fleetwood Mac. I'm like, I'm not that old. I'm an old soul. <laughs> like some punk rock. Some it ma- was probably not intentional. Yeah, it was probably right. a panicking move because yeah. like sometimes that iPod thing was like not playing for 10 minutes at a time. Yeah. We literally had to sub it out at one point because I think the heat again. Yeah. Like, technology and being outside, with the, and that was probably what it was. It was probably like... They're getting Rihanna or whatever. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. One way around that, for anyone who has ever come to any of the All I Need events uh, and I'm on the microphone, is for sure come up to me way ahead of time and be like, if you can play like something along this lines, then when I see you, I'll remember. And I'll be like, it, usually if I have help too, it's a lot easier too. Yeah. Sometimes I have a DJ and whatnot. So, but yeah next time but you still got second so you're welcome because you fucking that Fleetwood Mac got you fired up enough to get oh, yeah. second dude well I, I just you know what you know you have to get into your zone you have to get into your head and I'm like I just thought Stevie Nicks Stevie yeah. Nicks is here with me exactly you know witchy woman yep. it's just you know the vibes are there yeah <laughs> and then I got Talon on the mic yeah Talon you know he was dude Talon's a G dude oh yeah I've been hanging out with Talon for a while he's such a De- like he's such a child but he's like beyond his years he's talented yeah he's talented talent I, got, I got dad jokes for days <laughs> that's so. pretty good dude talent's a g and he did great on the mic yeah i was awesome. like this is sick man little little mc dude no but that was that was so much fun and, and you know what second right i'm always I, I wrong second yeah hell yeah congrats chris hansen yeah that was our first annual yeah first annual 35 and over jam at uxbridge and again uxbridge is not there's big ramps, but there's a lot of small ramps, a lot of low impact, a lot of runs and lines, and like at 35 and over, it's a fun park to do yes. a jam at. Yeah. Which I'm just gonna segue. I'm just I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna cut right in. Okay. This is an all I need jam next week. Oh yeah, we there were is. gonna bring this up. Yes. Yeah. In oh. New Hampshire. Hell yeah, this is gonna be awesome. Yeah. If anybody's in the New Hampshire area and looking for an awesome day full of uh, cool ass skateboarders that are looking to have fun and live music, and we'll have the microphones, and um, there's a spot to go swimming after and get ice cream and food, like a uh, all types of cool stuff. Let me let me let me actually official plug. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty psyched. I'm gonna try to try to get some guys up there. I'm gonna come up there and we're gonna camp out with my girls. Yes. And, um, you know, it just uh, dude skateboarding swimming ice cream tenting <laughs> campfire classic you know and just a lot of good people man all right so saturday august 21st jam starts at noon all ages because we're going to do multiple jams give out a lot give out some good stuff some decks and whatnot um sponsored by world industries all i need and balthazar's ice shack which is where we're going to head back to after the jam to uh, get some food, and there's a lake right near there that everyone goes swimming at. It's super fun. So, we did it last year, and it was so much fun. Yeah, I remember seeing the videos, and I I want to do it this year. It yeah. looks so much fun. In fact, after this podcast, my plans for this afternoon, I want to go home and, and make sure my tents are all straight. Solid move. Yeah, solid. Uh, move. You know, and then I probably need to order some uh, air mattresses and stuff. Yeah. Ta- Talon and his uh, mom and dad showed up and I helped them put their tent together because nice. they were kind of rushing to get there and yep. they got there and then it was like kind of dark and I was like, 
I was like, they're trying to put a tent together in the dark. And then we just like, I was like, I'm going to help out. So I just like got in and I didn't, I actually helped a little bit, just keeping it somewhat organized. Got that tent up in the dark to nice. ledge and move. But if you get it done beforehand, yeah. going into it, it's a good move, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I hopefully, you know, get a couple of vultures to come up too. Cause I got the, I got the seven, seven seater van. So we'll just pack Let's it say. up and, and come up. Bring some shredders. The park's super fun. It's, um, it's just like a park. They raised they raised money because someone a skater passed away, um, and that's how the park was built. You know what? How long ago was it built? Is um, it like? It's not like one of the prefab parks. Well, no, it's like a. I think they're. I'm, if I remember correctly, they're like metal ramps, and you can kind of move yep. stuff around. Oh, but gotcha. they got like wallies and pyramids and hips and hubbas and some rails, and then they got some street stuff off to the side, like a curved rail. It's a super fun park. Yeah. It's not like an amazing like California skate park, but like it's a super fun park. Like but hours to, of fun. To be honest, we we bring up this crew of guys up there like yeah with some a mic and some music, and even if there was just like a red curb, it's on. Dude, <laughs> the amount of like pro skateboarders that are going to be in New Hampshire next week is going to be sick because Evan, Billy, Goonan uh kevin clem uh and they're gonna come and help and skate and like last time we just grass rid down all the kids all the young bucks just rode down the grass hill and evan and all them remember that last year oh yeah last year everyone's just bombing down these grass hills at the park it was so fun we even pulled the wedge ramp out and they're grass riding hitting the sketchy wedge ramp landing back on grass like riding away dude we did like a jam and then evan was like across the street and there's like a guardrail into another big ass hill and this is like all at the skate park and it's just gonna be like there's gonna be so many people that love skateboarding at riverside skate park in in uh claremont new hampshire so if you're into skateboarding and you're in the middle of nowhere, or you're willing to drive because it's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, you want to skate with a bunch of pro skateboarders and just epic humans showing up that love skateboarding. That's the time. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, my van is pretty much going to be full. But if anybody wants to follow me up there or there something, you can meet me meet me at Uxbridge. We can do a caravan up there. You know, just get people up there. Because you know what? You got two choices. You can either, you know, watch the footage a week later, which this was pretty rad, or you could see it in person. Yeah, or you could be in the footage a week later. Yeah. In the footage. We usually make an edit of the day. Yeah. Like last time we did film the skate jams for sure. Sammy Skates is probably going to come make an edit. Because, I mean, some of the things that go down, I mean, you know, you can't, it just the magic happens. Let me see if I can find something about the park. I, because I don't remember it off the top of my head, but I know that a skater passed and I believe. The mom like raised the funds for the skate park. Let me see. Speaking of, like things like you know that last edit you just put up where Jensen launched into that dude. It's got a little dangerous. Oh there. my god! <laughs> that was for the um, Meadowboro. Yeah, it was a Meadowboro fundraising for the skate park. That yeah, was super awesome. I was bummed I couldn't make it down to that one, but that one looked like a fun one. Hopefully they do it again because uh, all the BMX dudes yeah. were there too, which made it like so cool because they all brought energy and were doing crazy shit on their bikes. And then we had live music, which is maybe something you could talk to them about because you know more about that. And then they had Harper's Lane, which is a brewery in Middleborough, and they had a beer tent and shit. So you literally had a skate park. I saw that because I saw beer people... tent concert at the bottom. How that's like 
Every, that's the trifecta. Yeah. <laughs> you want to like, have a good event. <laughs> where, where else would you want to be? Yeah. And I was one, on the on your footage. I saw what were they doing with the bikes? Where like everybody's like all the bikes were in the middle at once. Oh, that was a game that like the BMXers were playing. It was like everyone has to get on their bikes in a tight area, and there was like fifty of them in this tight little area. And you can't take your feet off your pedals, I think. So everyone has to stay on, and they, yep. they all just knock each other off. So Dude. eventually, it gets down to like five people, and they're just like hopping. Oh, you have to leave your bike where you fall off too. Yeah. So you got all these obstacles in your way. Dude, we gotta do that with <laughs> skateboards. Yeah, it's a good idea. I feel like I've done that before at um, like skate camp. So that is a good idea. Um, let me see. So this place doesn't really say, but this is the city of Claremont. Two and a half acres, the Sarah B.H. Smith Recreation Facility sits along the Sugar River and provides the community with a place for the young X Games enthusiasts. <laughs> you can come if you're into the X Games, but you don't have to be. Well, you know. it needs to, they need to update the website and be like, <laughs> our future Olympians. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a place to exercise while fine-tuning their skating skills. Amenity, Beswick Skate Park. So maybe that's what I could look up. Beswick. They got grills there, too. So if you want to bring some corn on the cob. You want to bring a hamburger? I have some grills there, apparently. Um, but also, there's going to be a Balthazar's Ice Shack after, which is hot food and ice cream, bunch Dude, of delicious I'm so, stuff. I'm so looking forward to Balthazar's. Dude, at Balthazar's, there's a river right in their parking lot, yeah. like behind their parking lot, and there's chairs in the water. So you can literally just lounge in the river, sit in a full-on layback chair, drink a beer, eat some ice cream in the river, just chilling. I'm so, I'm so stoked. I'm, lo- I'm really looking forward to it. And um, Okay, let me see. I'll try typing in Bestwick, see if that pulls anything up. And I heard there's going to be some ice cream. Yeah, dude. So good. Balthazar's is like the, the shit. I've been going there a bunch. It's my lady's father's business. Him and his lady bought the property, and they built an ice cream food shack uh on the property and it's set up for entertaining everyone who shows up so because it's right at the base of mount sunapede i believe a snowboard mountain and it's just set up so people can come hang out ice cream food there's a lake walking distance the river's in the parking lot basically it's beautiful it's all nature and the skate park's 10 minutes away Dude, that's awesome. you could find hills to bomb yeah. like it's set up just to have a good time you know absolutely so that's like that's the spot all right, Riverside, that's the one I already clicked on. Hmm. Oh, Skateboard Project. This is it, I think. Skatepark.org. All right, the Skatepark Project. Oh, it just has it just has it in there as a location. Dang. I know I saw an article before that told that spoke as to what happened, but to find it right now on the fly is kind of tough. Best skate parks near me. I'll have to I'll have to find it and I'll read it another time and we'll I'll explain what it was, but I believe someone passed away and their mother helped raise funds to keep because the kid liked skating. Yeah, I think he got hit by a car, if I remember correctly, but that's how the skate park. Someone had a tragedy. Yeah, but the kid loved skating, so the mom wanted to keep the positivity going with the skate park, and the skate park became a thing. So yeah, that'll be rad. You can't get. Uh, try to bring up a couple faces everybody knows you know you got your whole crew which everybody is awesome and friendly and you know so anybody wants to come up just either follow me for, you know meet me at Uxbridge and follow me up or just or hit your GPS and ride up there this is gonna be a good time yeah I have the flyer online so if you want to see the flyer and you need the address it's up on uh 
Anthony Shetler on Instagram. Uh, I'll put it up on. I might have put it up on the allineedskate.com website, but it's Riverside Park, 43 Washington Street, Claremont, New Hampshire, 03743. Sponsored by World Industries, All I Need, Balthazar's Ice Shack. Uh, jam start at noon, and it's all ages. And that's Saturday, August 21st. And it's going to be a fun ass day. Choo choo. <laughs> Sick. Um, all right. Back to the mission of skateboarding. Um, yeah, Chloe. Chloe just rips, dude. I put out an edit today, actually, with uh, Chloe learning the tail drop. She's, like, learning how to ollie out of a tail drop, you know? Oh, yeah. That's such a clutch thing to learn because a lot of people just fall out of those things for a long time, and you're like, just ollie out. It's so much safer, you know? Yep. Gets dangerous out there. <laughs> oh, dude. I'm going to... I'm already checking out the police academy stuff right here. It's insane the skate selection oh. that they had. They had so much in this video. It's insane. It was great. And then, you know what? So that movie came out. And then 1989, Gleaming the Cube came out. Oh, Christian Slater, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Dude, I saw that in the theater on my birthday. What? And it was crazy because, like I said, back then, like you didn't see skaters. You yeah. know what I mean? That was probably the first time I went somewhere and saw. A mass of skaters you know a movie theater full of like people wearing Powell Peralta shirts and like that's it it was amazing I Gleaming the Cube was a little before me but like this paint that picture it's like a video premiere but a yeah. mainstream movie and so, this is insane and so many people hate <laughs> on that movie or like think like like dude it was the greatest thing ever like I think then, it's like 50 50 like some people either think it's the best movie ever or some people are like fuck that thing you well know? it's and where my attitude is like I get like uh, if I was did movie reviews? Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, this is a shitty movie. <laughs> but being a skateboarder from the '80s, I'm like, dude, it ha- it was a movie skateboarder in it. Yeah. it was skateboarding in it. It was awesome. That's you all because that it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it was awesome. Nowadays, you see it everywhere, like because uh, the Olympics. Yeah, they have the worst. Like they have some good stories, but a lot of it's like clickbait, trashy. Like why do skateboarders fall so much? That type oh. of shit. Where you're just like. It's everywhere. I I definitely remember what you're talking about when it was like once in a while you'd see something with a skateboard and like, oh my God, like someone kind of cares about skateboarding yeah. and it's on TV somehow. Ooh, and then 1990. Well, <laughs> like going through my chronological timeline and everything, 1990 Skate TV came out on Nickelodeon. Oh shit. All the old dogs know what I'm talking about. Hold on, Skate TV, Nickelodeon? Yep. The fact that it was on Nickelodeon? Dude, what? it was the best half hour of the week. Like, it it was amazing. They had Skate Master Tate and uh, Matthew Lynn hosted it. All right. Matthew Lynn, I forget. Sorry. I forget if that was his name or is Matthew Lillard. Like he be, he was became famous in like the Scream movie, and he be, went on All to right. have a good acting career. But like back then, he was under a different name. Yeah, there it is. Skate TV and the late great Skate Master Tate. And um, well, who's explain who that guy is? Skate was he a Tate? host of the show? He was a host of the show. He had this longboard, like, dude, if you can imagine, like, a freaking eight foot plank of wood with wheels on it. Yeah, that's what he skated. What? And he was a musician, you know, Skate Master Tate and the Concrete Crew. I've got, I've, I've got it on my uh, my iPod, dude. Awesome music, just jam, good stuff. But um, it was a half hour show. There was like, you know, they do interviews, they do little segments and stuff. Lance Mountain, yep. Dude, look at that pool. Uh, 
Lance Mountain would like teach you how to shoe your shoes. What? Or like teach you how to grip tape your deck. Yeah, so it was like a four and one type thing almost. Like where yeah. it was a variety show. It, it was a variety show previous to four one one. And it was like at the transition, like it was like nineteen ninety. So it was like you can see there's a lot of pool skating and stuff like that. And then they'd have street skating segments and they had a spine ramp. Um it, but there was a lot of lot of big names on there. Like Guy Mariano was on there. Yeah, it's a, like a legit little kid. skating. It's yeah. legit skating. You wouldn't expect it because it's Nickelodeon. You yeah. know, you think like something corny, but like this is just like quick, fast edits. Like I'll put this in the podcast too. There was you can find all the old episodes on uh, YouTube, but I, I wish there was like a DVD of like all all the episodes. I think I'm gonna try to find the Wikipedia page because maybe it'll say who's in, who was like involved in producing it. You know? Yeah. Skate TV, right? Nickelodeon. Yep. S K eight. <laughs> yeah what no yeah was it was it sk8 it was you're yeah. right that's it, so funny I, dude i have to set my vcr you know to record every every week because we'd be my mom would oh take, yeah my mom would take us to church <laughs> and yeah. um it's funny because we go to church right and after church yo and everybody's like doing their church things like me and my brother would go skate in the parking lot <laughs> so we'd be like i'd always like rip off my nice shirt and i'd be out there doing bonelesses and three <laughs> in the parking lot while the people are like coming out of church we shred for christ oh yeah <laughs> it was like my mom was going through a transition phase back then yeah i i like i don't mind religion so much i think it has its bad side but like i think there's beneficial things to like church and god and stuff like that if like people believe in something that makes them feel positive yeah exactly. good for you you know i you know like everything like i don't want to jam my beliefs down somebody's throat yeah. like i don't want to tell people that i'm 100 percent right about something because who knows you know that's like everything else you know yeah if I, we both just did like is that thing i want to make sure the gopro yeah. still going dude yeah you know, like teach their own you know it's something come positive that comes out of it awesome yeah but um, yeah we were skating in that parking lot just shredding that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah i'm not really religious i don't subscribe to like a religion but i take things from religion a yeah. lot because it's like there's some good positive practical stuff that you can apply to your life that actually is beneficial of just like feeling connected you know like um and it was played a positive role in my life growing up because my father took me when i was young you know and like it just made an impression on me. It was just like, we'd go and it'd be peaceful and calm. Definitely. So I always liked that, you know? Yeah. It was like people are trying to try, you know? And you know what? It, it did also it got some manners out of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like like when you're a kid and you're going to a place where, you know, you dress nice, you sit down, you be respectful. You know what I mean? Like that instilled in me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you don't go out and act like a punk everywhere, you know? Yeah. There's a time and place for that too, but you know, like... Yeah, there's a spectrum. Like, yeah. if you're going to know the best of life, you know the worst of it, you'll understand where the balancing point is. So it's like, it's good to have that as an example, right? Like, Absolutely. We don't want it all to be fucking hell or all to be heaven. It's a balancing spectrum. All right, Skate TV is a program shown on Nickelodeon that began in, the ni- in 1990 and was originally hosted by Matthew Lillard, who went by the name Matt- Matthew Lynn at the time. And Skate Master Tate, it was a skateboard variety show that featured on-set interviews as well as off-site action segments. 
Dude, choo, choo, this, choo. that's almost <laughs> l- verbatim what we just said. I know. I was, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I like, we nailed it. Various techniques were introduced to television and skate TV, including handheld cameras and the use of multi-format film and video. <laughs> yeah, it's just because skateboarders are like, whatever, doesn't fucking matter. Yep. If it looks cool, it looks cool. Uh, the set for the show was built on location at the Pink Motel in Sun Valley, California, which was famous for its large fish-shaped pool that was ideal for skateboarding. It hosted a wide variety of skateboarders such as Christian Asoy, Nadas Kapis, and young Tony Hawk, and many others that went on to become famous and well-known. It was created and produced by original Z-Boys Nathan Pratt and Mark Ashton Hunt from Binder Entertainment, directed by Stacy Peralta, who later went on to direct the retrospective documentary Down, Dogtown and Z-Boys with production designed by C.R. Don't know how to pronounce Stesic. your last name. Stesic, thanks. <laughs> C.R. Stesic III. Legend. It later resurfaced on the now defunct Nick Gass channel in 1999 Ooh. and aired until 2005. Wow, dude. I feel like you just opened a whole world to me. I, you know what? I do have to say, if you've never seen C.C. Peralta's documentary, Dogtown and the Z Boys. Yeah, have you seen it? I have. Yeah, dude, I got so juiced. Amazing. I wanted to go like power slide and car, dude, put my like, hands on the ground, I, parking it's lots. Put together so well, <laughs> like you watch it on like a nice big screen, vibrant TV. Yeah, like the visuals, the audio is just amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just that that song choice. Yeah, it's an awesome documentary. If anybody out there interested in the origins of skateboarding, check it out. Yeah. And even if you're just mildly interested and just want something to watch, like music. Like, good visuals, it's awesome. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, There's only a number of episodes, 13. Yeah. That was it? That was it. One season, maybe? Yeah. Wow. Well, he's skateboarding in 1990, you know? I get it. It was like, it was coming off the boom of the 80s, and just before it just died in the 90s. Yeah, Yeah, man. You know? (laughs) Was it said, Tony, in 1990, Tony Hawk would go on to be famous, like, Dude, Tony Hawk was famous from 1983. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, you know, 92, 93, he's, you know, probably delivering food for Taco Bell. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, times are tough. You know, being a pro skateboarder isn't exactly all it's cut out to be some days. I know, dude. It's insane, man. It's not, man. For some people, it is. Yeah. Very, very select. Even for me, like, I got to live a skateboarding life for a while. Like, I got paid to just tour and film. I think we talked about that last time we spoke. Yeah. But, like, for years, I was lucky. I, I, But I had nothing holding me back, man. Like, a lot of my other friends had other obligations and family stuff. Like, I just was like, I'm pursuing this regardless of where I end up, good or bad. Like, I just want... At that point, when I started pursuing skateboarding, it was because I had an unhealthy obsession with skateboarding because... It helped me work through my issues. So, like, every time I had a problem, I would, like, go skate. It, like, preoccupied me, you know? Like, it helped me work through my emotional issues. So, like, I skated to the point where I should have took a break. I abused it. Like, I got hurt and, like, kept skating through injuries. And, like, at one point, it started hurting me. And I was like, I need to just take a fucking break. But it was because it was helping me, like, deal with the issues. Like, it was my escape from having to, like, deal with my thoughts and crazy shit of family upbringing. Which a lot of people do that, you know? A lot of people use skating as, like, an escape from the chaos of life. Especially if you didn't cause the chaos and it's just, like, 
you're oh, thrown yeah. into the fucking storm and you're like what how do i navigate this then yeah. you gravitate towards whether it's skating or music or something that you can have some control over you know you can create your own little world at least that's the beauty of skateboarding yeah. i when i was a kid i needed to get out of my house you know yeah. rough things going on in the house like what can i do i gotta skateboard i'm just i'm just gonna skate down the street i'm just gonna yeah. just go you know yeah. what i mean just and just get into a different world yeah so i i when i started pursuing skateboarding because i did pursue it like if you want to be sponsored and turn pro you got to work at it so you got to pursue it on some level however you want to do that it's your version like if you want to be ragdoll and just get fucked up all the time <laughs> and create awesome content and people want to support you you know whatever i don't know if that's what he did but i love that personality and that expression of skating like he was so entertaining i'm sure he still is i should check in on his instagram but like everyone has their version of like what a skater is you know but if you want to be pro or am you got to like work at it you know because usually it's like a company that turns you pro you can't really turn yourself pro I mean, you can if you want, but like, to me, it was always like someone else turns you pro or sponsors yeah. you, and then you figure that out, and then you learn the game, and then, you know, so you got to pursue it. So when I started, it was just because I, I didn't know what else to do in my life. Yeah, I was like, I don't know, I don't know what I'd work at. I don't know what I want to do. Like, I can work nine to fives, and I did that, and it was fine, and I liked the people I work with, but I just felt like there was like, I knew there was more I could be doing with skating. You know, like. The the best way I like to describe like the sponsorship and that drive, you know, because the same thing with music, you know, getting signed to a label yeah, or because yeah. it's it's all the same shit. You yeah. know, what I mean, you're pursuing a goal, and then if you want to live it out more than most, you got to have some money, you the, know, the, like and freedom to do that. You the know? the way the best metaphor I say, like you know, say you're you're in a car, you're broken down on the side of the road, right? Yes, you drive by. And some dude's broken down the side of the road just sitting in his car. You're just going to keep driving. You know? But if you're driving by, you see some dude out there pushing his broken down car as hard as he can, you're going to stop and help push that person. Yeah, yeah. Because why? Like because, it, you know, you're going to stop and help push. Yeah. It's the same thing. Because they're not just sitting there. They if might you're, need some help. They're in action trying to figure exactly. it out. Yeah. If, you're, if you're just sitting around doing nothing, waiting for somebody to come help you, yeah. it's probably not going to happen. Because you know what? We can't read your minds. You know, we don't oh, know what's going only on. Only you can save but yourself. If you are pushing as hard as you can and you are are determined to succeed, other people are gonna wanna help you succeed. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing, you know, with, with music. You know, what I mean, same thing with oh, you know, how am I gonna get signed, you know, to a band? Like you're gonna go out there, you're gonna do the legwork. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're gonna be be fighting for it. You're like, this is what I want. You know what yeah. I mean? And nobody wants to invest in something that somebody who's just just sitting around for the ride. You have you know? to, yeah. Through your actions, you have to prove. You have to prove that it's valuable through your actions. Yeah. Like, because there's a lot of people that say they want something, but that what they mean is they want something. They want something handed to them. Yeah. They want the limelight. They, but you have to prove that you really do through your actions. You know, because otherwise it's like it has no value. If if you say you want something but you never work towards it, no one's gonna just give it to you. Yeah. You know, you have to start going, and then. Like you were saying, if you're going in an emotion and you're pr people are going to see that and go, oh, that person values something. They're going towards something. And especially if it's not too self-destructive, you know, yeah. then it's like, yeah, you, people will help you try to pursue it, you know? It's like, I gave you this brand new bike and you left it out in the rain. Yeah. You mowed a hundred lawns to buy this bike on your own. I put it in the garage. I put a cover over it. You yeah. know what I mean? It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
This yeah. is good. You're, this is the I'm gonna definitely put in the title Skate Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so people that when you listen to the podcast, I'll try to remember to do that when I have skate dads on. So you'll know the episode involves a dad who skates. Yeah. <laughs> who ta- makes their kid take care of their bike or skateboard. <laughs> yeah. well, I can't believe how many cliche things. <laughs> it's awesome though. It's yeah. good, dude. I mean, it's so true. That's something uh life lesson you know yep especially coming from like a broken family like me like i always like was not used to having things i was used to having to let things go a lot not take care of them but like we'd move a lot yeah the bottom would fall out and like i'd be like i never like i learned to not get attached to things too much you know yeah with the exception of skateboarding (laughs) (laughs) to an unhealthy (laughs) attachment at some point you know but yeah that's so true man if you fucking worked for the bike you're more likely to take care of it because that was your time and your yeah. effort. And you're like, yeah, that's worth something. So you prove it, yeah. <laughs> Same thing we were just saying. I, I got a new Sky Brown deck for my daughter. Hell yeah. And I'm like, I can't give this to her yet. <laughs> I'm like, you know, because I'm like, she's killing it. You know, but I'm like, she's killing it on her old deck. And I'm like, it just, just keep going. Like, I want to make sure that drive is instilled. And yeah. it is. Like, yeah. she's out there skating all the time. And it, it's awesome to see. That's good. That's good advice to young kids, too, is like skate through your deck. Yeah. Just because you want a new deck doesn't mean like you still have a deck. Skate through it. Or if you're lucky enough that someone's going to get you a, a new skateboard before the time your other one's destroyed or you, you would get it yourself, give the other one to someone else. Like, yeah. gift it to someone so you new person gets to use it or someone needs it you know yep yeah that's so true and then as a parent it's like a balancing act between spoiling your kids and like letting them figure it out you know like <laughs> it's tough man <laughs> i always think about that you're in charge of uh producing a productive human <laughs> yeah multiple humans in well, this world <laughs> dude I, and i said it before the ultimate all, job <laughs> but I've said, it, I've said it before and i'll say not on the podcast but you know when we're just talking like dude you're doing the same thing man oh yeah we're you've talking. got you've got so many little kids that that you're you're you know growing you know as as good people and good skaters like that's what you're doing yeah man you know i'm just i'm fortunate to be around these kids and i hope that they see me as like um a positive force or at least a good example of an adult who's still trying to figure it out you know absolutely if i can be that around a kid who's developing and trying to figure shit out then that's like i've done my job you know yeah well it's like when you're old as we are you can start to see generations (laughs) you know what i mean like you're seeing like okay the generation coming up right now is going to be pretty cool you know they're gonna be you know encouraging inviting and there's gonna be females yeah you know i try to explain that like you know why i have never skated skateboarded with a female my age yeah you know because they didn't exist it's so true you know yeah but now where my girls are going up there isn't a wall there like all these skaters are coming up at the same time yeah you know and it's awesome to see like you know Skate families, dude. Best thing ever. Mm-hmm. If there's kids and girls, boys, dad, like beyond gender, it's more like father, son, daughter, mom. You know what I mean? Like, and they're all they all see the value of skating. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Nowadays, unbelievable. Like Kevin, my homie Kevin, that rides for World. He's pro. Yeah. Shelly rips. That's his lady. Like they're in love, and she yeah. comes out on all the sessions. Shelly angles. Shelly films a lot of clips. Yeah. Even for our video and stuff. She- so like. And she doesn't even like, she likes skating, but she's not trying to be pro or anything. She just like comes out on the sesh, finds something she can get in on, goes to all the parks with us. Like, 
It's just like having another skater there, you know? I was so it's impressed awesome. with, your, with your whole crew out there. And yeah, Shelly was skating and um, the other girl was skating. Colleen was it Sammy? Yeah. Because yep. there's the beginner, I, I don't even like calling it beginner size ramps, but the smaller ramps yeah. at Uxbridge, you can just skate them. They're like, they're just, all right, picked up boards, started shredding. I'm like, it's awesome. Yeah. You know? That, that is awesome when a park has that, when someone can get into it and it has a nice small ramp. Yeah, because not everybody can skate an eight-foot ramp. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I can, but, like, man, I got work on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> and beginners got to learn somewhere, you know yeah. what I mean? Dropping it on vert is a hard way oh, to go. Man, I just, I, oh, I don't even like the new, which, shout out to Uxbridge Skate Park, and do, the new, do, do, bro, bro. the new, I can't do that. The <laughs> 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 do, 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 do. Damn, listen, you got a rap career coming right, up. Thank right? you. Thank it's you. It's coming up. I dream of that. You could do it. Dude. I got- make fun of Jeremy Rogers, but it's really, I'm slightly, he's slightly right. I'm a little jealous of him. He's free. Go for it, man. You got the money. Doesn't most, mean he's got- great at rapping, but he's free to do it, and I applaud him for that. You know, and that's I, one of the best quotes to quote Jeremy. Like, oh, and his little feud with Nigel or whatever. Oh, shit. Right? <laughs> uh, well, he said, like, you know what, Nigel? When I skate, I skate for me. Hell yeah. How's it feel like to have to go out and have to land that? Yeah. Like, yeah. and have to skate for your sponsors. I skate for me. And you know what? That was so respectable of him to say, like, you know, you can be done with it, dude. Yeah. You can just be done with it. Like, done with the pressure. Yeah. yeah. You know? Because too much of anything, man, you just want to walk away from it. You know, like, you know, skateboarding, it is his core. Like I said, the concrete doesn't care who you are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that was really cool of him to say. I agree. I don't know. I don't know Nigel that well, but like, <laughs> you get to the top of the mountain, there's a plateau always, and then you yeah. got to rebuild and build yeah. it up again. You know, and that's what you know when everybody's like, "Oh, I can't believe he lost the Olympics." I'm like, "Yeah, but this is where he's gonna rebuild." You know, and also people, he may gain some respect because people be like, "Oh, he lost." Yeah. Well, now I can like him. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. if somebody wins everything, you're like, "Oh, fuck that." It's more dude. relatable, yeah. Exactly. Now, like, like oh, he went, he lost. Okay. He got onto our playing, you know, like yeah. talk, took him down a couple notches. Yeah, yeah. Of course, then he went and did some more modeling pictures, but the ass what? tattoos. <laughs> I don't know who wins this year. We should do like a poll. If you're listening to this and you're out there in this inner space world and you like skateboarding, we should leave in the comment who did it better, Nigel's ass tat or Andy Roy's dick tattoo, Pinocchio dick tattoo. Who do you think has the better tattoo? Oof. And Nigel's got some tribal shit going on his ass, right? Like, is it? I didn't really take that. So, so basically, hold on, hold on, (laughs) hold the phone. So, you want me to admit if I like Nigel's ass better or Andy Roy's dick better? Yes, one hundred percent. I just not. I'll go first. Okay, okay, you go first. Oh, I because I don't know. I'm taking this serious. (laughs) Yeah, and I have a feeling like where you. I think I know where you're gonna go. All right, and I'm probably gonna go the opposite because I'm I'm cold. I'm iced coffee, bro. All right, I get that. I'm iced coffee. Well, I'm gonna go from an angle I don't think you're anticipating. Okay. Nigel is a thoroughbred. If we're looking at just mechanics alone, like that ass is a champion's ass. Hey, saying he has a nice butt. No, I mean you could say that. You imply that. That's fine. Maybe I don't know. It's probably pretty decent. But what I'm saying is. It's he's a thoroughbred, right? Nigel's won every contest. Like if we're looking at like a racehorse, technically from his body, that's a champion's ass with a tattoo on it. So it's tribal, which isn't really my vibes so much. I'm not against it, but 
right? Is that what it is? Do I have to pull it yeah. up? I don't want to pull these guys' asses I, up. But I kind of think you do, though. I do. You're right. I'm going for it. Nigel's ass tat. It probably has a wiki page. So, <laughs> so you, so you, your your votes for Nigel. Hold on, hold on. I'm getting a little too excited about this. Uh, <laughs> I just want to hear you say that you're getting also, excited about Nigel's ass. Also, oh my God, look at that one. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> for all so there's a swoosh going through uh, Nigel's butt. All right, I have to put that in the podcast now that exists. I didn't yep. realize. All right, so it's like sun. It looks like a sunflower pattern. It's tribal. It's a champion's ass for hold, sure. Hold on, is yep. We're still blinking. That's a nine club. Yeah, that's a nine club ass right there. So technically, like based based off a of skill and like, and then you think of Andy Roy. Andy Roy's the opposite of that spectrum i'm pretty sure he's done a lot of drugs and alcohol and like that carcass his dick region i don't know what's going on there but he's got the pinocchio which is a sense of humor which there i'm kind of leaning towards andy roy because it's least funny it's pinocchio dick gets hard and fucking the nose you know okay but it's kind of dark too so it's a fine line dude as far as tattoos go and i'm voting fuck i'm going andy roy i'm picking okay i like his tattoo more Okay. Fair enough. That's fair enough. That that's where I thought you were gonna go. Okay, okay. Because I don't I don't I think no matter what, I don't think you could have given Nija the props. Yeah, you're probably true. I mean, Nija <laughs> for all those old dogs that are still listening to this podcast at this point, we're you know, we're probably a little over an hour in, you know, Nija probably works the thigh master. I don't know if you're old enough to remember the thigh master with I Suzanne do. Summers Suzanne. doing the thigh master on the infomercials. Sweat bands. Oh yeah, she's probably no, I just probably worked in that thigh master while he's sitting there drinking monster smoke, smoking blunts and just you know, hell yeah, working on that buttocks region. Oh, you know? that that makes me think though. So now he has monster through those veins. So now he's on a performing dancing drug, dude. I don't know about that one, dude. Although Andy Roy's doing some enhancing drugs, maybe uh, not <laughs> enhancing. I don't know. He's doing drugs as well, so they might be on. They both chose their drugs. For so, sure. so Olympics 2024 is Monster Energy Drink going to be an uh, enhancement drug that is going to be outlawed from the Olympics? I think Nigel could still do his shit without a monster, though. Probably. He might have, like, yeah, because what probably yeah. happened was he did too much monster on that fakey full cab flip down yeah. the gap row, the one that probably would have won it all for him. And maybe he has jitters. <laughs> well, I wonder, I, honestly, I wonder if he really drinks it. I don't know. Because, dude, that, I mean, that, like, I, I, lo- I love Monster, but I stopped drinking it because, dude, that's so much sugar and crap. And just, I like to keep, like, I drink water and black coffee. That's yeah. pretty much the only two things I drink, you know. I, but to, and to be on that performance level, you know what I mean? You can't have peaks and valleys, you know. Yeah. It's Monster, you'd be like, Argh! It's artificial and energy. And yeah. You're taking it from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But back to Andy Dick. Oh, why Andy, Andy Roy? Andy, Andy Roy's dick. Uh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> but Andy Dick's somebody completely different. But, uh, you remember the comedian Andy Dick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. legend. Uh, side side story. I did run into him once. Really? In Los Angeles, at uh, yeah, uh, the Rainbow. If you ever heard of the Rainbow, which is it's this dingy dingy bar where basically all the rock legends hang out. Oh, really? and we're in line to get in, right? And um. And I was like behind Andy Dick, and he goes up to the door like, "Hi!" And they're like, "Okay, oh, hey, it's ten dollar cover charge." He's like, "What? 
fuck that and fucking walks away. He's like, I'm Andy Dick. The fuck? Charging me into the rainbow? <laughs> what an asshole. Fucking stormed off. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. Oh, he's another legend. Andy reminds me of uh, him and Andy Roy would be friends probably. Oh, yeah. Hang out together for sure. <laughs> but dude, I don't know, man. Just back to Andy Roy's tattoo. Like, first, Andy Roy's a legend too. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd love to see a East Coast session with him. Like, he's just Nardog. He's still going. Dude. Oh, dude, those clips that were on what was it Thrasher? Mm-hmm. Dude, holy shit! He was taking some slams too. And yeah. but man, I don't know what's going on downstairs there. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, he's yeah. had some hard years. Yeah, you know. So I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's had some rough miles for sure. Yeah, you know. he has his whole head tattooed. Yeah, the Enigma. Yeah, Andy Roy. Absolutely. Hit- anti-hero right originally yeah. like taking gnarly slams yeah yeah he's always always been a gnarly skater and i remember his first couple ads like with john cardiel hell yeah and Cards. like was it andy roy was holding the bird and stuff yeah. like you know dude, yeah. legend i mean if you're still talking about somebody 20 years after the fact yeah you, you can't deny that they're legendary you know in skateboarding people like andy roy need skateboarding absolutely like it's skateboarding definitely is part of who he is you know and you need the andy roys yeah skateboarding yeah, I mean, needs andy roy too yeah as much as you need that other fellow with the butt tattoos we're talking if we're about going on yeah. spectrum exactly you need or, you know <laughs> you know you need the dick tattoos as much as you need the butt tattoos yeah that's why i always make fun of nijas because no one's above skateboarding so it's like <laughs> that's it yep. you know what i mean when he slams it's not like it's nija skateboarding blah 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 it's like skateboarding nija yeah. like that's like how it is you know so <laughs> but to me that's how it is anyways you know sometimes people think they're bigger than fucking things they do you know what i mean like believe your kool-aid too much <laughs> yeah you're like fucking insane there's always a top of the mountain and then you have to like pick up your pieces and go you know yeah i think going back to the olympics i think that's you know some of the viewers who don't know skateboarding you know who criticize like oh why are they falling because you know there's so many variables in skateboarding you know it isn't like it isn't like the other olympic sports there's there's some artistic value to it there's some creativity it's not you know yeah and you try to put skateboarding into this little hole like it's not gonna work yeah it's hard to box it in exactly Tony said it best. He said, they need us more than we need them. Totally. And it's so true. Yeah. Skateboarding's sick. I've never watched the Olympics. Yeah. The fucking, they're doing the shuffle, whatever. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. You know? That's someone's life. They've been shuffling. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you call that? Shuffle? Shuffle, shuffle board? Or like, know. it's like, yeah, skateboarding's not, you know, they want to put skateboarding in the Olympics. Well, it's pretty much more entertaining to watch the fucking ping pong. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah like dude, <laughs> ping pong's in the Olympics. And those, those guys are shredding the ping pong. Yeah. But. Skateboarding like, trumps it all, dude. I just say Suck it. Like I said, you guys Suck need it. us. You know, first time I watched, you know, tried to. Yeah. I watched the the street section. Yeah. And I watched Nija and all them. And there's some rippers out there, man. Uh Kelvin Hoffler, sick to watch him do his thing. Matt Berger was ripping. Uh Alex Axel. I don't yep. know how to pronounce his last name. Starts yeah. with a C though. Yeah. He skates for a toy machine. Those dudes that I really wanted to see, like 
I wanted the Olympics to be like uh, something it wasn't. Yeah. It was like the nine club, basically. It was just the big stunts. Literally, the whole thing was structured around two runs, four bangers, I think, or five bangers, and then they took your four best scores. So you could literally yeah. all land all bangers. Your runs didn't even matter and still win the fucking thing. So it was like a big best trick contest. Yeah. I wanted to watch, like, I think the Olympics, I think of, like, you have this crazy park. Just let them skate it like runs and do like, like the run should be paramount on some level, you know yeah. what I mean, over the bangers or a healthy mix between the two. You shouldn't have it so that you can just cancel out the run with bangers. Like, and that's what it seemed because people were like dangling a carrot. So if you knew that your bangers were the most important, yeah, that's what you're focused on. But if it, they put more emphasis on the run, we would have seen more quarter pipe stuff, less just the big section. Yeah. That's what it was. It was just like, hey, if you want to win this, you have to dominate the big section. And exactly. I was like, yeah, I get that for entertainment value, but like, it's kind of skipping over all the nuance of why people really love skating. You know, yep. you're catering to the general population that doesn't skate, and you just want to put on a gnarly banger show for them. Yeah. But like, to all of us out there that love skating, I would like to watch those dudes have plenty of time to just skate the whole course and like yep. not direct the show with your carrot on a stick, basically. Yeah. But it's so it is what it is. It is what you expect. That's what I was like. It's kind of what I expected. It's like a big nine club on steroids. Yeah, I, I did catch the female park as well. Probably way better though, right? Wait, it was rad. But once again, conspiracy theory. Like, nice. what did what was I able to see? I was able to see you know best trick with Nija. Yeah. Park with Andy Anderson, and park with Sky Brown. Like those are three heats that I saw out of the whole Olympics. Oh yeah, trying like, to get it on on Nija Nike Sky Brown Nike, Andy like. There's all, all the competitors that have major endorsements, they're on TV. It's a big product ad, advertisement on it some is. level. It's cool to like, if you want to play the game and win all the contests and do the mathematical point game of skateboarding, like that avenue can get you all the way to the Olympics and whatever brands own the Olympics own the Olympics, you know? I was surprised they let them wear different brands. I saw like some different shoes. Yeah. They, I think they all had Nike clothes on or Adidas clothes or something. But the shoes I saw that were different, because I was under the impression they were all going to be wearing Nike shoes. Yeah, because they had Karyuba. Karyuba. <laughs> I don't know how to They had the vegan it. shoe? The shoe that is, yeah. Is it a vegan shoe? Yeah, it's, it's like all vegan, and they, they Vans, Nikes. I've seen it on the barracks a lot. Yeah. They like advertised with them or worked with them or whatever. Yeah, this definitely. I think Kelvin Hoffler skates for them. Yeah. He was rocking them. So a lot of people are skating those these days. Yeah, they must I, invest a bunch of money into skateboarding yeah. program. I I haven't uh, I haven't decided if I'm gonna try a pair out yet. Let's go this direction to get away from the Olympics a little bit. Skate shoes. What do you What are some of your favorite skate shoe brands? Like when you were grunt, coming up, what you skate? We could do a whole podcast on skate shoes. Beautiful. Yeah, a whole podcast. Do you remember <laughs> Simple? Oh yeah, they're still they're coming around. Really? I don't know if they're doing anything with skating, but they're my, still flowing. My on. buddy, which I do have to give a shout out to my buddy Eric <laughs> Fahey. <laughs> oh, what up, Eric? No, no. Yeah. Um, like- yeah, he was he was just saying one of his favorite pair of skate shoes was the Simples. Nice. And the, my buddy, uh, while we're saying it, he has a closet full of, he probably has at least 300 pairs of shoes. Wow. Skate um, shoes? He has over sh- 300 pairs of shoes. Skate shoes? Or skate other- shoes. Yeah, yeah. No, all skate shoes and mostly skated because I remember he was telling me, um, he went to college his last year at college. Uh, somebody bet him like he couldn't. He's like, I can wear a different pair of shoes every single day. And they're like, oh, yeah? And so he did. Every single day he wore a different pair of shoes. That's sick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but That's what so were we talking? Oh, my God. Shoes. So 
I, I do have to point out that I am. I, I have got the right hand coffee and the left hand coffee. Double coffee. Does, yes. This might be the first time that's happened on the show, besides myself, maybe. I, I like coffee. I like your style. Yeah. Thank I like you. Your style. Yeah, because sometimes you got to go right, sometimes you got to go left. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want coffee too far from either hand. Well, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> well, this day and age, you know, everybody's skating, you know. Ambidextrous. Yeah, ambidextrous. Ambidextrous decks. Yeah, well, true. Well, dude, I got coffee right. I got coffee left. Why? Because maybe it'll help my switch flips. <laughs> maybe it'll help my switch it'll flips. Help, it'll help your coffee consumption. Yeah. That's why whenever someone's like criticizes drugs too strongly, I always bring up coffee. I'm like, coffee's like one of the gnarliest drugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get there's a spectrum of drugs, but like coffee's a pretty gnarly one. I guess it's just you can be real functioning on it. Although yeah. it gives me vertigo sometimes when I drink too much. Yeah, I get that. And I just, I, you know, I'm just going constantly so much that it's just like, makes makes me happy. Yeah. I like coffee. I quit for a while. You've yeah. been listening to the podcast. Yeah. You've known my struggles. Yeah. Sometimes it's a problem. Other times I can ride it out. But I just don't like to do one drug of all the time, you know? Yeah. Even sobriety is a drug to me sometimes. Like if I'm just too sober all the time. Skating helps keep you not so sober if you go skate, you know? Yeah. But, like... That's why I'm always, like, dude, life is, like, um, the biggest trip you could ever take. Like, have you ever opened your eyes and looked what's really going on? And, like... Yeah, it's a drug. <laughs> like, 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 holy shit. Like, yeah. uh, we don't even need to get into world world topics. Skate shoes. We're back to skate shoes. I, I like, remember... I like your Lakai's. These are my Lakai's. I've been buying some Lakai's lately. I love Lakai's. I love this colorway, too. I've got uh these ones, the uh, I love gum soles. Yeah, gum Dude, soles are they're awesome. Always, so these are my white and black with the gum soles. Yep, and fresh, fresh. I also have the black and white with the gum soles. Nice. But the first thing I did when I got both these pairs is I took the black laces out of the black ones and put them in the white ones, and vice versa. Yeah, because like even though we're skaters, you know, skating around in like destroyed shoes. We still like to make them look good. Yeah, dude. You know, like, I'm going to destroy these because it's going to be holes in them when you walk around, like, looking homeless, but my laces are going to look good. <laughs> it's you know? true. It's very true. But uh, back in the day, I remember there was, like, I don't think it was a pay less, but it was, like, you know, an economy shoe store. Yeah. Uh, next to Ben Franklin, where we used to skate, but uh, they would have, like, the first couple pairs of Airwalks. Ooh. And the first couple pairs of Airwalks were, like, they're kind of like the Converse Chucks. All right. And had like a little airwalk sign in there. And I, I kind of missed the airwalk wave. It was a little before me, just a little yeah, bit. But I knew a, the history of it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we go there and I'd always, I'd steal the airwalk stickers off every fucking pair of shoes. <laughs> and I, to this day, I still feel guilty because I'm like, you know, <laughs> being a skater, you know, like, dude, you've got to have a sticker collection. I've got a sticker collection. Every skater I know has a box of stickers. Yeah. Like, doesn't get talked about. But everyone has a horde of stickers. Anyway, so I'd steal every every Airwalk sticker off a pair of shoes. So some homie got his first pair of Airwalks and didn't get a sticker because of me. Sorry, bro. So that's Sorry. probably why I'm like, I go to the park and somebody's like, hey, can I have a sticker? I'm like, yep. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, um, paint it back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I stole stickers. So here you go. Have a sticker. Yeah. Stickers are the, skate stickers are the best, dude. Yeah. I love them so much. I just ended this month. Just two days ago, I ended my sticker club. I had a sticker club on yep. the YouTube channel. Um, There's like $2 a month, and I would send you from my personal collection. And I would send you like maybe like 8 to 10 stickers for $2, which is like one of them's worth $2, you yep. know what I mean? 
because I just had so many fucking stickers. Yeah. I had this like big envelope, uh, yellow bag, uh, white bag that just from like Zoo York days, World days, like people sending me stickers for the New England Am, like stuff I had extra. Like <clears throat> I had the heaviest sticker collection, and so I was like, how do I move this and help grow the YouTube channel? So I did the sticker club, and I just. The last envelope I just sent out two days ago, I had I just stuffed as many as I could. I like, think I've got I think I've got a handful. At some point, you know, I I yeah. ordered some shirts from you, and I'm like, I'll oh. throw them in, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but hell yeah, it's <laughs> oh, it's going in my collection. Yeah, I still have some stickers, which uh, if you order something on the online store, I'll definitely put a handful of stickers in there, and Choo-choo. they're all they're all mixed bag, like they're just. Like, there's anchor stickers, solstice stickers, edge stickers, like, throwback ones from Zoo, like, the little cockroach, New York ones. Um, every brand that I've, like, ever associated with or sent me stuff for, I still, I'll throw some in the online orders. But, um. Ooh, I got something for you. Yes. How about if they like and comment on this video? Okay. Right? Help the channel. Help the channel. That'd like it. Your best dad joke. Dad joke. Best Best dad joke. Pack of stickers? Oh, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I'll send you some socks. Oh, Pair of socks. Best, best, bad joke, best dad joke in, in the, the comments. comments. I'll mail you. I'll literally just mail you some socks. Dude, I... So we'll pick it. We'll just decide. Yeah. So you'll it, you have to help pick them. Oh, yeah. All right, all right. I mean, I can't... I, I'm disqualified because my dad jokes are above anyone else's. I have the best dad jokes out there. Yeah. If you've been to the park and you've skated with me, I've told you a dad joke. Yeah. You've probably looked at me like there's something wrong with me. And I'd be like, whatever. <laughs> best dad joke, you get stickers, because stickers are the best ever. And I'll throw a pair of socks yeah. in for sure. Like, comment, surprise on the link right here. Yeah, just do engage with it however it does. The They give you a thumbs up thing, they give you a subscribe thing, and I think the bell thing. You have to do all three of those and leave a good dad joke, which I know is zero dad jokes, so this should be pretty entertaining. I'm pretty sure sh- I can't even think of a dad joke right now. You're like biting your tongue. <laughs> I don't, oh, well, yeah, I can't give it away. No, no, I'm I'm like having we're I mean, we're doing this on a Sunday morning. And I think our both our brains are like in Sunday, you know, like we're both working guys. So Sunday it's like you wake up your brains just off. I did a lot of laying down yesterday. Nice. Yeah, I went to the beach and I didn't even go swimming. It was at a lake. There was just like some sand and uh, in Attleboro, and I just laid on the beach and stared off into the sky for an hour or two. And then I came home, and it was so nice out yesterday, right? Yeah. It's nice out today, too. Actually. It was a nice breeze. Yeah. Last night was the most beautiful night of the year, for sure. It was like I laid on my deck uh, outside, and I turned off all the lights and just, like, stared at the stars. It was That's sick. rad. Yeah, and it was such the best lighting because my deck has, like, these little low light on the post. They're just, like, solar lights, but they're just, like... It's very, not a lot of light, you know, but after a while your eyes adjust and you're just staring up at like infinity, you know? And I laid there for like two hours, which was like so healing, just laying on the ground. I was get, I was grounding yesterday, grounding myself <laughs> from work, <laughs> to your point. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, if I hold my hands like this, can you put like the link so I'm holding it? What or link? is that technically above you? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I can like, make if it I go pop like, up. Pink! <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <laughs> okay. Okay, so so um what do you call a fake noodle? A fake noodle. Fake noodle. An imposter. Uh, oh dude, I was working my way there. <laughs> That's a dad joke. That's a dad joke. This is an example, people. 
Look, I, see, that's why. That's why I, I, I am disqualified because that was a solid I am the pro. I am the pro. Dude, that was pretty good. Right, right. <laughs> uh, for sure, socks and stickers. Because stickers are amazing and socks are a necessity. You need good. socks. It's funny. I mean, like, Dad I, would get you that. I think, I think all skaters are OCD. Yeah. You know, and so I've, of course, I've got my all I need socks at home. Oh, and yeah. like when I'm getting ready for work and I need to have a good day. Yeah. Like I'll go to over here and I'll take my all I need socks. I'm like, all right, I know I'm going to put these on my feet yeah, and my feet are yeah. going to be happy. Yeah. Feet happy and just. I get that. You know, like, yeah. cause like some days I'm like, I don't give a fuck what's on my feet. Yeah. You know, I'll just put on my shitty old socks. But you know, I'm like, you know what? I want a good day today. I put on my nice, comfortable all I need socks. Hell yeah. I, how are they still around like they they're good like they just don't wear out yeah they're, like, you they're, know what i mean i love our socks yeah i made sure i get a sock that was like good for people that skated yeah it's gonna last like, like you're dude, gonna have them a long time you don't need your toes blowing out exactly <laughs> yeah so uh yeah i feel the same way about the socks mostly because i see chloe rocking them when she's like skating she makes a point to skate with the socks on i'm like oh yeah she's putting on the socks Chloe's hyped. I'm hyped. You know, <laughs> she's the shit. A lot of them. Thomas too. At Roxham Town. Yep. So cool, man. Um, we're back to Airwalks. Okay. I just shoes. stolen all the stickers. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I <laughs> so, guess. I guess. <laughs> so then, I mean, that was like when Airwalk first came out. But then, what changed the game was the prototypes. Yeah. Those are the ones like Are they, they had the. Or low. They're end? they're kind of mid top, but they had the lace savers. Yeah. So Google. Airwalk prototypes and those was like that was like this skater shoe because it didn't look like anything so you'd have it have a lace saver so you tie your laces then you flip the lace saver over it prototype 600 four, oh, that, that was a little bit later the original Airwalk prototypes I'll try that but um they were rad as hell if you had those like you were like OG oh shit they look like Marty McFly shoes dude. yeah Let me yeah see. they're a like high top those ones are a high top anyways yeah yeah, those are – so if you had those – and once again, I couldn't wear those to school. You know, I'd have like a pair of Nikes or whatever to wear to school. I couldn't yeah. wear my skate shoes because nobody get that. You'd be like Marty McFly back in the 50s wearing his freaking – you know, like <laughs> – it was exactly like – they didn't know what to what to make of your skate shoes, so they just make fun of them. Here's some of them. The, I think they're current. These are current shoes. Yeah. The random, the charcoal, the one, the second skin. Ooh. And then – Lakai came out uh, when Tony Hawk was on Lakai for a brief period. They came out with the Proto, and they had, like, colorways. Yeah. So I've got a whole bunch of those pairs at home. That's sick. I've got a, you know, I've got a big stack of Lakai shoes. Yeah. His son rides for Lakai. So yeah, right. Ride oh, dude, what a ripper. Right? Yeah. I used to have a shit ton of skate shoes. When I rode for New York, they would just send me, like, 12 pairs at a time, and, like, they just keep coming, and I was, like, I'd give them all away, but at some point I had them like stacked to the ceiling, like brand new shoes, like stacked. I was like, this is getting ridiculous, man. Same with the clothes they would send me from when I rode for Zoo because they had like a huge budget and they're selling to like all these Macy's and stuff. Yep. They would send me like basically a box that could fit 12 pairs of shoes and then that equivalent with clothes. So I got like a box and it just opened up and there's like, like 10 pairs of pants and shirts and like it's just like socks and all the stuff they made it was ridiculous you know that's so rad have you seen the ads of trailers for all the streets are silent uh what's that it's is it a horror movie no it's a movie it's like a docu movie <laughs> all right like it's but it's um 
about Z-York and hip-hop. Oh, I did. I Yeah, I knew it, about this. Yeah, it looks rad. One of the guys, I think the guy was just on the on the Nine Club talking, talking about, about it. Talking about it. But it was, it was awesome hearing, basically, you know, it was, it was um, it, the beginnings of Zoo York and all, yeah. all that stuff. But I, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Cool, like New York hip-hop and, and skateboarding. It's the best, dude. Yeah. All, I, growing up, like, the Zoo York team was so sick. Like, mixtape was the fucking best video, dude. They're just having a great time partying and skating, living in New York, and just like all the filming, dude, so good. All the hip hop mixed in between the artists and stuff, like that was unbelievable. Dude, well, you were on on Zoo. Right? Yeah, after that, that's yeah. that was what I grew up like falling in love with is that mixtape, and that's what made me want to ride for Zoo. Dude, that's so epic. Yeah, man, and then that worked out too. Did you get to skate in New York a lot back yeah. in those days? I mean, I was already because I rode for Fibro initially. Yeah. So, like, Steve R would just invite me into the city and I'd go skate in New York. But then riding for Zoo. To be honest, I would still go to the city, but they had us traveling, like, nonstop. It was so sick. I That's went awesome. all over the place, dude, with Zoo York, all over the world. China, Australia. Um, I went all over. I went to China twice, I think, with Zoo. That was insane. I think we were talking on the last conversation yeah. we had. I think we were talking about having hard drives in your brain where you're like, that's like a whole thing I forgot about until you, something brings it back up, you know? Yeah. And then you're just like, whole life. <laughs> yeah. You look back and you're like, wow. Yeah. You know, and that's what, like, for all you kids out there, go out and get experiences. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Live your but life. You don't, like, listen, you, travel, skate, don't worry about, like, making money and all this like if you have opportunities in life go out and take them yeah you know what i mean because now like you got to go out and you got to see the world and travel and it was awesome you know what i mean you have these life experiences like that you know sometimes you don't get a chance to go out and do that again you know life starts happening sometimes you get yeah sometimes you rob yourself of them or, <laughs> or the world robs you of them yeah. and you're like you know you look back and you're like damn i missed out on yeah. traveling and things that you i could have done you know how hard would it be to to drop everything and and travel for a month right now it you would know? be hard yeah exactly you yeah, know it's hard <laughs> I, we're skaters you'd find a way yeah but it's not as easy as it is now as back then you're like you're like hey you know Plus, when you're forming, it's like you need those experiences so you can go figure out what you're made out of. You yeah. Know? I mean, I think, you know, both of us have tour experience and being out on the road and just living that lifestyle of traveling and being in different places and seeing different cultures, different people, and just living that like, all right, well, I've got a $20 per diem and this is my life like this is how i'm gonna make my whole day this is how i'm gonna eat this is how my everything like you know yeah. that you start to understand life you know what i mean like okay well this is you know if i've got this much money this is how i make it work yeah you know what i mean yeah. and it's it's just good life skills yeah and just to be lost somewhere new like yeah completely submersed i wish everyone could have that experience like that's what my takeaway from going from to China was at first was it was just so foreign and different and then just getting lost and like starting to it starts to become familiar if you stay there because we stayed there for like a month. Wow. Yeah, I think both times. So like after a while, I'm just like it didn't it felt familiar, which Dude, is that's like, incredible to be able to stay in a place like that. And f I couldn't speak Chinese or anything, but, no. <laughs> but like I was still like I started seeing everyone with personalities and stuff because at first you're kind of like culture shock. You go and everything is just like pulling you in every which direction but you stay long enough you start to be like they got dick jokes just like us like you know what i mean like yeah. you're like oh these th you start to see the nuance and things it's crazy like a lot of, and a lot of people don't get to do that because they're trapped they're like in a certain area and they don't travel that much and they're watching it on news instead of actually just going and 
figuring it out you know yeah doing that shit while you're young is a lot more easy because you're more flexible and you're willing to adapt you know and survive Whereas yeah, you're yeah. older you got like mortgages and people responsibility jobs schedule like you take on a lot of stuff you know i, I have a, a a quick story about you know it doesn't have to be quick miss missing out you know <laughs> but like i could have had a chance back FOMO. so back to turn it back to eight ball days uh the first contest i entered there was a the it, first of all the bowl at eight ball was the most amazing bowl ever four yeah. foot bowl with a little hip oh my what? god that sounds amazing anybody who skated i've still never skated a bowl to this day as that good. was as awesome as this bowl like four foot with a hip yep Ooh. it was like it so it had like two deep pockets that came up with a hip like this kind of like a heart bowl or something it, no not really because it was mellow right there oh okay but you could you could like pump all the corners like oh, it was just it was rad. amazing yeah um and anybody who skated was like dude that was just the most amazing bowl ever yeah i remember like when when it was built like we all had a session before it even had coping on it we just I had a session skating it one night, Excited. just closed, you know, <laughs> just the doors were closed. We we're all just like skating it with Brian. It was like a really good time. But anyways, um, first contest entered was a bolt contest there. I think I was probably like 15 years old and, um, I ended up getting third place, Hell yeah! which was, which was rad. I was stoked, you know, cause I don't even think there were age brackets or anything like that. It was just, you know, just skating. And I mean, I skated that pole so much. I, I had it dialed in, you know, I loved it. Um, but, um, Afterwards, uh, some I, I got a phone call at home because back then we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have freaking internet, nothing. Old, oldest man alive. <laughs> Not me, bro. So I got a I got a phone call from this dude who wanted me to come to to Philly to skate and like do like East Coast tours and stuff. Sick. You know, for I'm, music or no for for skating. That's sick. You know, and I'm like 15 years old. I'm like, ah, uh, you can talk to my mom. <laughs> and they're like, you know, and it's a different time. You know, skateboarding was what it, you know, wasn't it is now. They're like, wait, you want to take my son and like travel? Like, I don't know about that. He doesn't have an iPhone? It, it what was, the fuck are we going to do? <laughs> so it was just a different time. They're like really sketched out that some old guy wanted me to like, you know, yeah. skate and tour and stuff. And, you know, like this day and age, I think parents would be like, yeah, take they my son. Understand it, yeah. Get him ready for the Olympics. He's going to be a winner. <laughs> you know what I mean? But back then it was like. But you get you know pick up my son in a van with no windows, <laughs> like, in the van, give him kid. some candy, like, you know. But that was I'm We're like going to make some memories. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like I think about back everything that happened in Philly in the the mid '90s and stuff, and I'm like, wow, there was a big scene back there. Yeah, man. you know, like Love Park and all that. Yeah, dude. But yeah, my parents shut that down real quick. Oh, like, so that's your FOMO. Yep, I'm like, yeah. Yep. No, it didn't happen. <laughs> Tough, dude. But, Again, I was free because I didn't have anything really hold me back. So I was just like, we're fucking going. Like, we're in this thing right now. <laughs> yeah. But hey, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. You know, no regrets. No looking back. I'm like, ah. Oh. But I still to this day, I'm like, who was that? Yeah. Like, what if it was like some epic dude, like, who's huge right now? Like, you never know. You know? Yeah. Like, I get the FOMO a little bit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> calling me up like hey you want to skate for us i feel like i feel like that about everything i can't do yeah. so the things i like admire in other people i'm like i have fomo i'm like like people that can sing or play in a band we were talking about it before like get in front of a crowd and like kill it that thing's still rolling 
Stay going. Ah. <laughs> Dude, this thing cut out before just because of the heat. It's been like 100 degrees almost on the East Coast and just humid and intense the last two days. Been in, um, well, yesterday and today is like a fucking nice break. Uh, but yeah, I think about that all the time, like fear of missing out. If you could other things, you yeah. know? People, that's a normal feeling. Yeah. I feel like that about piano. And I never, I dick around on a piano like one finger, like ding. And then I'm like, I just fantasize about what you could do, you know? <laughs> could be the greatest pianist ever. <laughs> Dude, we're, we're also talking about, while well, we're talking about 8-Ball, and we were talking about Legends last time, like we, were, we were talking, our, we talked for a long time. Yeah, hell but, yeah. But uh, you mentioned Legends there on your podcast. Like, uh, Oh, yeah, we are talking like, about that dude, podcast. Like, Muska has been on your podcast. Yeah, man. The Muska. Dude, heavy. Carl Watson. Yep. Steve Barra. Dude, insane. So... Jerry Sue, I think I was mentioning before. But my small, my tiny Steve Barra story is he came to 8-Ball for a demo. Wow. And they, But this is before Steve Barra was Steve Barra. Because Steve Barra's a legend. I'd never take anything away from him. No, yeah. But Steve Barra, when I, you know, you're saying now, you know, sometimes meeting your heroes. I didn't meet him because he was passed out on the couch the whole day. Oh, wow. He was, he was hung over from the night before or something. So 8-Ball, you walk in the door, and there's just like a little love seat couch right there. He was just curled up with his backpack, just knocked out the whole day. Yeah, was, that happens. But hey, yeah, life on the road can be rough sometimes, too. Oh, dude, I can think back to moments where I was at a skate park, beat up, hung over, been doing it for too long, and you're sleeping in a little corner. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, recovering. I, I, think, I think my little my straight edge you know teenage years were like man screw that dude yeah you know like what a loser yeah you know yeah. I, not really hateful but just kind of hating on him yeah you know, like older i'm like exactly what you said i'm like yeah dude it's like that sometimes yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. and plus like dude if this before like he had an amazing career you yeah. know just i mean this is before that this is like right on the cusp of when he just blew up you yeah know? steve i mean he, he's legend for sure absolutely everything legend. he has he's like built so far so sure thing he's built some cool things done a lot of shit but yeah i dude it's part of growing old it's yeah. our part of growing old is realizing like sometimes you're stubborn as shit and your ideas aren't always right or you need to adjust them and i've had plenty of moments like that that's why you gotta be able to laugh at yourself you yeah. give people some give a chance to like change and grow you know yep nowadays or I don't know if it really is like this or just the media wants to portray it. There's no nuance. It's just all black and white, you know? Yeah. Can't tell what's real nowadays. But if you only watch media and pay attention to that, they make you think the whole world's falling apart. Everyone's racist or homophobic or spiteful or hateful. You have all these enemies. There's all these others out there. It's just like another testament to how great skateboarding is it pulls you away from all that sometimes you just get away and you go do something you're engaged and locked in something that's like you can uh you get hurt doing you know so like, like i said <laughs> skating yeah uh, like on the news the other day you like, pay attention there's a meteor that's gonna hit the earth well there's a meteor that the chance it might hit the earth and if it does, it's going to be in 2137. Like, yeah, the fine print. The like, fuck would you even say that? There's <laughs> giving people heart attacks. It's, <laughs> it's like nuclear weapons could blow up the whole planet, but they're not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy because I think that's people's business models is yeah. like get people's attention, fear monger, get them addicted to like the world's fallen, the chicken little thing, yeah. you know? And you're like, dude, just unplug. That was that movie. Ready Player One, 
they tried to conquer their internet Niger style and then they, at the end they just realized I need to take like two days off from the internet like just take two days off everything will be fine you know <laughs> like Nigel Houston quits skateboarding he didn't really but I'm going to have a drink of this coffee by Static Age. <laughs> There's an impromptu ad. Product placement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's That's uh, the f- living in America. It's yep. the Wild West, dude. You have a lot of freedoms here, which is a good thing, you know, for sure. Um, Anything we didn't cover? I don't know. We could keep going forever. I know the last time we talked about your tattoos... Yeah. Pretty epic. I like tattoos. I like the skate tats. We got the Spitfire. I got a photos. You got a, like a mermaid on that one? Oh no, that's a uh, it's a goth chick. Just with some the, bats. The bats are sick. Well, well, she got a heart in her hand. Yeah, because this is listen. You know, everything's a story. Yeah, and this is a goth chick ripping a guy's heart out. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, I have a type. Oh yeah, we were talking about pets last time too. Oh yeah, because I, I I do. So, you know, I went home and I was telling Darian, like, yeah, the two-hour podcast. And she's like, did you talk about my cat? Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I talked about the cat. What's the cat's name again? Salem. Salem. That's a black cat then? Yep. Sick. Dude, it stinks so bad. But he's a legend. He's got to be he's a legend. A legend. He's, he sleeps all day. <laughs> sleeps all night. He just sits there and sleeps. We were talking about reptiles before. That's yeah. what it was. I yeah, love reptiles. Your, your your story about you and Westgate and the snake and the, that's epic, legendary I've told that story. one on the podcast before. Yeah, we got to go back into the um, go back into the archives because it's in there. Listen to some of the Westgate interviews. Because Westgate, Westgate was just my like ride or die, homie. He was yeah. like younger than me. I think he's like four years younger than me and we would just get into situations together Dude, i love the picture you posted uh maybe last week or something you you little young you and little young westgate drinking beers somewhere yeah. on tour like it was ireland we we're drinking guinness such, that's such an epic snapshot in time right thrasher there. it was a thrasher trip and that that's was in, awesome. the, in print actually speaking of thrasher we last time we talked we did a whole segment on how how uh, awesome Schmidt is Schmitty's and talking Schmidt and like I just have glad you again. brought that up again. Another dude. shout out for talking Schmidt. Yes. Greg's the man, dude. dude. One of my favorite podcasts, talking Schmidt and all I need, and you guys crossing that over. Yeah, dude, just yeah. blew my mind. Schmidt, Schmidt's the man. Like, that was his idea. So rad. It was his idea, and I was like, I'm gonna figure it out because you're a legend. Yeah. Anyone like that, he's on the other side of the country. Shout out. Yeah, dude. Schmidt's a man. And if you're looking for more content, make sure you subscribe to his thing. Because, like, there's not enough, like, legit skateboarders doing it as far as the podcast game goes. Like, Schmidt's one of those dudes that has lived it. Yes. You know what I mean? And everything you're going to get from him is authentic skateboarding. I mean, I, I like the Nine Club. I listen to it. I don't listen to all the episodes because it's it's somewhat sterile. In other words, you know, like, I don't know all the pros that come on there. Yeah. Like, I just, I just don't, you yeah. know. I, so I listen, I pick and choose episodes He's I in the to. mecca of, like, where skateboarding, like, the f- industry started. Yeah. So the variety of people is probably So, but listening to, I, I put on Talking Schmidt, and if I don't know the person, I know them by the end of the podcast, and I'm like, oh my God, this person, you know, it's yeah. a legend, like, from whether it's, it's the punk rock yeah. You know the skaters that just or or Schmitty's just telling his stories. Like there's yeah. so much there, so much skateboarding history. Yeah, you know it's just epic. You know it's just it's a great listen. I highly suggest 
you know subscribe and tune in yeah you know he's the man dude lifer for sure absolutely proven proven 10 10 times over for sure um yeah and his personality allows you to it's that environment a lot of the podcast is this the environment and how you go about it you know and he just goes about it like like you're just hanging out with another exactly you know it's just like sick man i never really watched that much of the nine club to be honest and it's not because i didn't uh episodes got me excited and stuff it's just uh i didn't want to emulate anyone yeah and it's like i probably like some of the shit they do and Ooh, then like it's a good point sometimes and schmitty like i listen to not every episode but i listen to a lot and it's like i have to stop listening sometimes just so i don't like mirror it too much you yeah know? because you can't help it if you like something even you know? if it's involuntary like you're a musician going to write an album yeah dude and you're listening to the beatles 24 7 before you do that and all yeah. of a sudden like oh i wrote this riff and it's exactly like the beatles yeah. <laughs> you're, you yeah. know what i mean like that's what happens yeah you know what i mean same thing you're out skating with your crew and you're like oh i saw him do that trick so you like steal it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you know and, and you, whether you whether you consciously do it or not you're like oh well you know i'm doing a schmitty segue early yeah. you know what i mean Push it. you can't help it if yeah. you watch something a lot and you like it it's just tends to rub off on you so yeah again just don't watch. I don't watch too much because of that. I just want to have like a original signal, you know. Yeah. Well, if somebody as much as I can have. If somebody starts a podcast and starts going choo choo choo, <laughs> I was yeah. so unaware <laughs> I even made those noises till people pointed it out to me because I just like <laughs> so like it's a trick and I don't even remember I made a noise. <laughs> well, it was like that's but that's the way it was like because I make noises too yeah yeah and we all do <laughs> it's, you know it's like everybody has their little nuances when somebody lands a trick like i've n- i'll tell you what i've never been about the board the hitting the tail like tut, 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 like oh really i've never i don't know i don't like that i have a reason for it why is that so i have many different noises but sometimes just the subtle like thud yeah or like a or a clap yeah it's just the uh, leave some breathing room yeah and it encourages the person to keep going yeah sometimes like a full cheer or crazy noise it's like throws it off well i mean i agree with that completely usually i'll do like i'll do like a clap yeah no. half clap little whistle or something whistles are awesome you know, but like that i never it's about like banging the board i don't know or but it's like a golf clap it's yeah like but subtle, i shouldn't like, say that because i will smack the tail on the coping oh that's it's, one of the best that it yeah if if you get a tail smack on the coping for me like you just fucking showed up if it's a nice tail smack and it just brings your ear a little bit you're like damn <laughs> like if somebody lands something and also it's respectful like if somebody's like in a you know on a line and like throws a banger in there like and just give them like a little clap or something because also you don't want i don't want to interrupt you're in the zone yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah for me for me like i think the board tap thing i almost like to, i like put my foot on the board and tapping yeah. it that way with the wheels it's a lot of time if it's someone you know who's warming up and they're still landing good shit, you do like a subtle like do 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 do. Or if it's like a stranger and yeah. you don't really know them, but you're at the session, you want to like acknowledge what they're doing without going like a crazy noise to throw them off if they don't know. Just like a subtle tap. That's yeah. my only thing that I use the taps for. Just like boom 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 boom. Because then they keep riding, but they hear it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. That always helps me. Like some ex- like sometimes you go to a skate park. And no one's making any noise. Yeah. And it's just like weird. So it's like sometimes the noise just breaks the ice. Yeah. It's always from going to the edge and engaging with thousands of people. Because I was at the, in the winters especially, I'm there all the time. And I grew up skating there for fucking over a decade now. And it's like, I've met so many people through the edge. New England, you know, like just coming to the edge in the winters. And it's like, you can't help but like make noise for someone, you know, even if you just seen them for the first time, you know. 
it's like it's good it helps the session sometimes what about when somebody cheers for you when you're just doing a warm-up check yeah see it's that's that's where the the board thud kind of comes in because it's like a heartbeat it's like a yeah. noise and you're like oh but it's not like a full-on cheer you know you got to read the room and some people just want to be left alone too you know you skate a skate park enough you see people come and they just want to i used to be that dude yeah just go skate in a corner by myself you know <laughs> i got a question for you yes how the hell do you skate with a hood on all the time it's insane, dude. I I just my peripherals. I can I cuz first of all, and you know, skateboarding is an aesthetic like you look like the shit when you're skating with your hood on like you look badass. Thanks, man. You know, and you, you got great style. It's like the whole appearance it's awesome. Appreciate I can't, that. I can't do it. Yeah. You know, I can't like the I don't know if it's a peripheral or whatever, like I can't skate with a hood on. I think like uh I noticed it cuz people point that out to me. Yeah. They're always like, "Why are you wearing a beanie or like a sweater and I'm always skating?" with it it's because i think it's because of my own insecurity i just wear that it's like i used to love hoodies because you feel safe with a hoodie on almost like blinders yeah like, it's like a hug you're in your yeah. own thing like if you're somewhere sleeping and you're gonna put that on you yeah. know what i mean like so like that and then um i just got used to it i think yeah. over the years since i was a little kid just constantly rocking that so then i noticed i'm like oh i can just like it doesn't people kept coming up to me like how are you wearing a hoodie and i'm like i'm not even sweating yeah you know what i mean i'm just fucking in the hoodie I'm not there yet but it, it's comforting. I think yeah. it's, it came from an inse- insecurity thing for sure. Well, I mean, it, it works. Thanks, it, man. It's cool. Like I said, like, it's aesthetically. I built up a tolerance, basically. Yeah. So now it's like I can rock it as long as I want. Really. Well, I mean, to get to the level that you got to, you have to find your way, like, what works for you. Like you said, yeah. like, okay, if this helps me, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude, I'm, you've been in some heavy sessions. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Like we have a whole podcast on like the skating with pros and and demos and you know contests. Like you gotta get those blinders on to be able to concentrate and focus on what you're doing. You know yeah, what I mean? Man. And to be able, you know, whatever you do to 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 help you get in that zone. You know, the other half is I think I just like torture. Yeah, <laughs> I did torture. Well, we're all skaters. <laughs> I'm super thin and and I eat like shit. So like sometimes if I keep those layers on too. It's like a little extra yep. work, you know, and I feel like it helps because I eat so bad sometimes. Like I go on spurts where I eat great, and then I go on spurts where I'm like just burning all this up because yep. I'm using a lot of energy and it doesn't really matter. But it's just bad habits, you know. You just eat like all the time bad, then it becomes easier. And then when you slow down with your skating and you still have those bad habits, catch up to you, you know. Yeah. All I need needs a donut sponsor. I I'm just going to throw that right now. <laughs> if you... Let me throw that out there right now. If you have a donut shop and you would like to sponsor All I Need Skateboarding, like and comment and subscribe. Or just, or just like, let's put the A logo on a like a Boston cream. <laughs> I love Boston creams. Yeah, my yep. favorite donuts. Yep. Yeah. Um, I love skating with a hoodie on too. I think there's people out there that can test to that because like skating street too. That's another thing. It's like when you skate street and you're jumping down something big or rough and like. The hoodie just is that extra layer on your arms, you know? Yeah. I bet motorcycle people probably, because they wear leathers a lot yeah. too, probably keep the shit on. <laughs> and maybe just being in New England might be a reason to keep it on too, you know? But I definitely just like to torture myself. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I'll tell you what, every, like, I was out skating yesterday and with the homies at Oxbridge. Just nice mellow day. It was so hot, nobody's out skating. You know, so my crew shows up and everybody's wearing pants. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm sitting there, Such like a skater thing. I'm, I'm wearing Nigel shorts, <laughs> no shirt on. Like, I'm just like, I'm out there practically naked. And Good for you. These guys are wearing. Like, you know, once again, I'm old. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, like, you're just gonna let it breathe. Yeah, let you your know? knees breathe. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a skater thing is like to wear your shoes at the beach, you know? Yep. Not take your socks off or something. <laughs> I go I went uh I talked about this with you before, but why not? Uh I went to the wave machine, went surfing, yeah. that was sick as hell. But I felt like out of place a little bit. I've gotten better about it, but like being a skateboarder and going to like uh, somewhere with a bunch of people that surf and like, wear yeah. like shorts and bikinis all the time and stuff. Like going to the beach for me was so uncomfortable at first because I'm just like a city kid who yeah. just drifted around and like wearing hoodies for security, you know? And then you go to the beach and they're just like hanging out. You're like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, I feel like, you know, being a skater, <laughs> like, you know, a skater, skateboarding, you don't necessarily have to, you can be broke and be a skater. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, a it's a level playing field. Yeah. You know, whether you are got all the money in the world or whether you're piss broke, the concrete don't care. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. you're a skater, you're a skater. You go do something like, you go into the surf thing, like, whatever, like, you're hanging out with people. Like, to do that, you have to have money. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like, definitely. and so it's like you show up, it's kind of already have that stigma, like, you're hanging around people that, like, are a little bit more comfortable. That can afford you know, to like, do this. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. You know, so you're already, like, I'm a skater sitting here hanging out, like, because, you know, skaters, like, it doesn't matter gender, color, race. It, it's just even, you're either a skater or you're not. Yeah. yeah. You know, which is beautiful. Which is anything the last, like, five years has just proven that the amount of people yeah. that have gravitated towards skating and you we're just seeing all these expressions it's transcends like all that shit for sure yeah. yeah my my boss uh who owns the shop i work at plays a lot of golf and uh, we actually talk a lot because i've made him understand that skateboarding golf have similarities in the fact that it's both an individual sport that you do with other people yeah you know and it is a challenge inside itself you know what i mean but uh you know, you don't see people like us dressed like us going to the golf course. Yeah. You know, cause like, you know, it's once again, like dude, you gotta have money to play golf. That's why they made happy Gilmore. Uh, yeah. Cause it's, it's like, you don't see it too often. <laughs> One of the best movies. <laughs> Fight Bob, do it, Bob oh. Hope, right? <laughs> Price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> yes. Adam Sandler. Oh my God. But it's true. It's like, that's why that became a movie. Cause it's a rarity. It's yeah. Like, there's comedy in it. Yeah. <laughs> so funny absolutely and i told as i told my boss the other day i'm like you know when i'm done with skateboarding i'm gonna take off golf take up golf just so i can kick all your asses hell yeah get in i'm there. like because all you guys out there drinking beers having fun like whatever i'm like <laughs> i'm just gonna apply skateboarding i'm gonna be like you know i'm gonna like like you know it takes you have to work on a kickflip definitely you know you have to work on a tray flip and you have to the body motions and everything you have to work on that like you gotta same get thing, your stroke Exactly. With yeah, a golf swing, sure. like your body has to be correct. You have to line everything up right. And I'm like, you know what? I have the conditioning to figure that shit out. Yeah, yeah. I'm not some dude with a ton of money just go whack some balls on the course. I feel you. You like how you you like how I whack balls. Yeah, yeah. Andy it Roy. goes by Andy Roy. Andy Roy. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Roy's wa- oh my god. Pinocchio. Dude, <laughs> on his belly. Let's let's go like dude, can you imagine like, you know, you're pulling into self serve. Yes. And you got Pinocchio. Oh, dude. dude you're choking pinocchio out <laughs> gas station <laughs> oh, man. oh man yeah how are you gonna look at yourself this you're looking down oh my god 
He's got a good sense of humor. That's he's what I'm talking about. He's got a great sense of humor. It's got to be a great sense of humor. And he's free. Yeah. He's a free being. Yeah. He's out there. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I think we did it. Good podcast. Hell yeah. Um, got to do it again, right? Absolutely. Super fun. So there's um, so much we haven't touched on. Yeah. The, I, we, we can have a whole podcast about alien conspiracy theories. We could get there. I could probably talk to you about that for hours. We're definitely doing that next aliens. one. Aliens. Don't forget that. I, because I don't know how I feel about aliens. Oh, then we can talk. Listen, depends on the day. To be honest, uh, that's fine. We can do two. We can do. Know. We can do a day where you feel one way and a day where you feel another way. Because either way, I'm just I'm just gonna tell you my research and my points. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna try to sway you. All right. I'm not. I'm just gonna tell you the facts. I'm gonna tell you how I feel. <laughs> facts. That implies it's there's no fake news because there's fake news out there. Oh, there's absolutely fake news. <laughs> okay. But, okay. I mean, facts. What are you, an alienologist? <sighs> UFOologist? Do you, really, do you want to open this can of worms now? <laughs> Next time. Next yeah. time. <laughs> uh, Mike, thank you. Thank you. If uh, to share some light with the uh, uh, Vulture Crew. <laughs> I'm like, we didn't even get into I Vulture know. Crew. <laughs> But tell people where they can check it out because Mike uh, just did some boards with us. Yeah, and he's been doing boards. Dude, I've been waiting for to, a while. I've so. been waiting to do boards with you for a while. I'm yeah, stoked, stoked we can make Thank that you. happen. Well, you know, COVID happens, manufacturing went down. Yeah, and I'm man. like, you finally, you finally got a big stack of boards, and I'm like, I think, I think now's the time we can make it happen. You know, and yeah, man. it's awesome, dude. All my guys are stoked. Oh, they got, all been ripping. Your team's killing it. Oh, yeah, thank you. We got you know Bubbles, Jesse. Jesse's the man. Watching that kid grow up and just kill it. Like, oh my god, he's just, steady. Like posting good skating on his oh, on his yeah. Instagram. Like, he was just a little kid at the skate park with you know busted ass skateboard, no shoes. Yeah. And just now, just seeing him grow up. You know, and Zach, my homie. I've been skating with him for over a decade. Been ripping. Met met him at Rad, and just you know, like you know, no no timeline. We just skate. You know, yeah. just you're one of my skate buddies that we've been skating forever, and we're gonna continue to skate forever. Yeah, you, you can know? tell from watching it on an outside perspective that you guys skate a lot. Yeah, which is awesome. And then James, James is a destroyer. He's technician. Like, he's like my Rodney Mullen. Like man, he is just he's precise with dude, what he does. Yesterday he was yes. I don't know if he got it because I was in and out, but he was kickflip, Manny tray flip. Gnarly one. Like, what? Yeah, that seems like, insane. Like, it just, you know, just like that. Manuals are so fucking hard, too. You really have to be I balanced and precise. I hate yeah. them. I'm sloppy. The new, man, the new Manny pad at, at Uxbridge, though, has been nice. Where's the Manny pad? The one that, um, was it, a couple of your guys launched over. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, because it's got the little ramps in and out. The pyramid, but the manual pad's right next yeah, to it. Yeah, so, like, with the little in and out ramps like yep. i'm able to go up and i'll just manny across it and go down so i don't have to ollie up so i can just work on my manny and like there's a beginning and end so it's like you know mentally you just concentrate like all i have to do is manny to here and i'm good yeah i do yeah. that at the edge on the top of the pyramid just like up manny yep. into the bank yeah oh my god yeah Best james, james has had some bangers on that yeah oh i bet dude right? he had a, he set up the bench so he did ollie he did crook up the bench landed at manny across the pad kickflip out gnarly yeah he's got real good control for sure yeah, just, he's amazing just amazing person good good energy i was gonna ask you i had this question from the beginning and i completely spaced it but i'm glad we talked about vulture crew um what's the first graphic uh the first graphic was the og graphic because we call it the og nice. it was just like the the vulture sitting there with like uh kind of white and black 
background so if you see it says vulture crew yeah but you, it's kind of distorted you can't see it but, yeah um, but yeah it's like just just the bird with that background on it you know and i just i wanted i wanted a way to give back to skateboarding you yeah. know what i mean like i mean it started i just i wanted to be able to give kids at the skate park stickers and yeah. stuff like that and then i found a way to to make boards you know i'm like oh well this is cool you know, because I want to be able to to give out boards and you know to just you know have a speed team and like be part of people it. out just to be part of it. You yeah. know, because I'm old as dirt. What do you do? <laughs> you know, you stoke other people. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. That's. I also want to mention my. I got my new rider Billy. Oh yeah, uh, Hashville on uh, on uh, Instagram. He, just another dude. Just positive vibes everybody's friend always laughing having a good time i think i skated with him at elksbridge yeah uh, one of the last times actually definitely he was wearing the orange static age hat yeah like no shirt just dude just fun people to session with yeah i said like yeah. your whole crew everybody is always having a good time smiles like that's the key is find people that are just stoked on skating yeah and that's keep the it thing going. like you know you gotta have people that are gonna that you want to represent like what you stand for you know what i mean yeah. like like just people that are fun to be around good session pushing the boundaries you know like really pushing themselves to be the best skaters they can you know and just and be good vibes like the decks you just say the good vibes deck yeah you know what i mean exactly. just put them out there yeah man that's good yeah that's when you think about building the ideal team you know yeah you gotta find people you can work with that get along and everyone's got their own thing and like <laughs> voltron style and yeah. then create things from there you've been in the van you yeah. gotta be in the van with people you want to be in the van with yeah man. You know what i mean that's like you gotta you know dude if you're on the road for eight hours a day in a little van with a bunch of dudes like road dogs uh, yeah, yeah you're gonna want you know you want to people you want to be around so that you know you're gonna get to with a spot and still be stoked to hang out and skate with and you know yeah man yeah skate teams are the best glad they still exist oh and full-length parts are the best too and i'm glad that people carry on the torch yeah to me to be pro is like you could win a bunch of contests and be pro but i love people that film video parts yeah whether it's vhs dvd or digital if you have a trail of full-length video parts, and if those video parts were in, like, shop videos or friend videos or homie videos, that's a huge thing. Well, it's two different monsters, you know yeah. what I mean? Because you can, like, the essence of street skating is not contests. Yeah, exactly. It, it isn't. So you can be the best street skater in the world and not be able to skate a contest because it's different. Yeah, you yeah. You know, first, obstacle-wise, it's, it's not the same at all. And also, the the... You're skating in front of a bunch of people. You're it's in a heated one. It's it's yeah. so and street skating. You're skating. You could be skating in front of a bunch of people, but it might be traffic and yeah. security guards. Yeah, and fucking. <laughs> it's rad. You know, like you do a kickflip in a contest. Cool, but you do a kickflip while you're getting chased by a security guard down a ten stair in, into a street of cars. Like it's that's that, completely different. That clip's gonna be sick. Exactly. <laughs> you know. With yeah. Like, you do a kickflip down a ten stair. At, a perfect surface at street league like yeah that's rad but it's not the same as that dude yeah so like it, the best would be like to start with filming video parts and then if you're good at contests then go for it too you know yeah but like to me my favorite pros are the dudes that have like or girls doesn't matter but if they have a catalog of their skating you yeah know? i guess it, i don't even care if it's contest to be honest but to me just street skating is like 
kind of how you turn pro. You yeah, know? contests are not an integral part of skating these days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the 80s or something, it was because that's all there was. There wasn't an internet. There wasn't, we weren't able to mass produce videos and, and footage the way it happens today because the only way they're like, okay, well, you'll be pro because you're good at contests. Yeah. Because that's all there was. Like now it's like, you know, I said the pushing a car, pushing a car. Like if you are putting yourself out there and like, showing yourself and like displaying your talents like you know that's what's gonna make it for you you know yeah and you have the technology now and if you have you if you wanted to build like a catalog of something or you can we all have our platforms that we can use and add our techno our filming and our audio to it and then after a while the proof is in the pudding like if you have years of awesome skateboarding and you figure out a way to get involved and do things then you could work your way towards being pro you know yeah so, but contest is just like an add-on. But anyway, so um, Vulture Crew, it, do you have a website? Do you sell most of the boards just to the homies and stuff? I, I have a, a big cartel site. Oh, nice. Um, it's just Vulture Crew? It's up there, just Vulture Crew. Nice. Um, But, you know, most of the time, you know, I'm always at Uxbridge. Shop you know. in Franklin too, right? Yep. Uh, the Invisible. shop, Invisible, carries our decks. And, you know, I people DM me, I ship them out, whatever. Sick. You know, because it's, you know, it's still the building. You know, I think we've been around like, two years now something like that Man, that's it and it was uh you know uh, but i'm still building you know what i mean like you know it's this is you know just getting the brand out there well i'm stoked you yeah. came on the podcast because it's a good place to do it absolutely and just been awesome talking to you too i always knew we'd get along because like um so many cool people are coming out of uxbridge so i'm like i'm gonna get along with these people i get along with a lot of them and then i see you guys around and the good vibes everyone's ripping seems like everyone's supportive so and, like, we always skate together, but we don't sit down and talk too much, you know? Well, it's hard because, you Life. know, <laughs> we talked about before, like, like if you and I are at the skate park, we're usually getting pulled in several different directions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause, like, or just trying to go in our own direction. Uh, yeah. Yeah, depending on the day. Exactly. <laughs> you know? It's never, like, forced to sit down and, and talk. Yeah. You know? And now we got headphones and mics. Like, can't can't stop talking. <laughs> um, I know, right? And then uh, you sent me the video of... of uh, you're jamming out, dude. That was so sick. Hold on. I'm going to find that real quick. So tell me a little bit about this once I play a little bit. Shadowfall. Shadows Warrior. Fall. Shadows Fall. War. Let's hope this plays. 2013? Yep. Come on. Play, you son of a gun. Yeah, dude. I was jamming to this last night while I was cooking. <laughs> Yeah, that was a uh, a metal fest in Quebec. What? I think. Yeah. Canada? Eh? Yeah, we're out on a tour with Hatebreed. Oh, dude, sick! And, uh, there was yeah a big metal fest with like a ton of big name bands on. It. Do you know? Um, uh, do you know? Uh, is it All Chrome? Uh, Hot Water Music, right out of. Do you know anything about like the scene in New Bedford? Like, I don't the... think so. Have you ever met Martin? He's like over six foot tall he's a pretty tall dude he was in a band called i think it was all chrome or chrome but heavy metal like no way yeah sick like Pro- and it was you know dude what do you play bass bass that's right dude we gotta put this in a youtube video cool just like a full-on slam section yeah <gasps> dude dudes are killing each other to this too dude the dreads on the lead singer, dude. Yeah, that's Brian Fair. He's um, he's from Milford, Mass. Really? He grew up skating too. Like, uh, we, 
He grew up skating that same era, Concrete Wave, Eight That's Ball. Sick. His first shows with Overcast were in the Eight Ball basement. Damn sick. So, dude, Eight Ball, the, the basic Kill Switch Engage, Shadows Fall. Shout like, out. Even Rage Against Machine touring on as their band before Rage Against Machine, like they were under a different name. They played the basement at Eight Ball. No shit. Yeah. That's so Dude, wild. it's such a legendary place. But yeah, Brian's dreads, he's been growing them over 25 years now. They they hit the ground and they folded them back up and tied them again. That's so heavy. Yeah. <laughs> You're just <laughs> folding your dreads up. Yeah, he'll be back around. Uh, there's, there's a reunion show going on in December in Palladium, hopefully, as long as everything doesn't shut down again. But yeah. yeah, he'll be back around um, this, this fall. He moved out to St. Louis to be with his... His wife and kids out there. I think the last time you said you played in front of like, oh, like thousands of people at one point. Yeah, yeah. Usually Pretty sick. Yeah, that band Shadows Fall. Um, usually two to three thousand people. Damn, that's insane. It's a lot of people. That's fun on the good tours. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's yeah. some shot tours where you're playing in front, of, you know, three to five hundred people. Or <laughs> yeah, even but, that, dude. Just coming from someone who's never like. I can't play. I never played the bass and like going on stage in front of people and doing something like that just seems insane. Skating, I guess. Yeah. But you got a job to do. You figure it out. Yeah, exactly. That's so sick. Challenge in front of you. You just, you know, make it happen. Yeah. That's cool. Your kids ever hear that? What? Have your kids heard the. Oh, yeah. I play play for for them. them. Well, Luna gets all psyched. uh, (laughs) You know, they're like, they're cool. Like, that's why last weekend I played a show and, um, it was rad. It was an all ages outdoor show. Sick. And so we played. We set up a static age booth and a vulture group booth. And oh, it was pretty I cool. saw that. Yeah. Was you like, were playing music that day. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So I I brought all my band gear and the skateboarding gear. And it's funny because my buddy owns a club. I'm like, Yo, is there any place to skate there so we can put on a demo during the show? He's like, No, nah, there's no place. <laughs> Dude, ten feet behind us, there was a paved road downhill. Damn sick. And it, yeah, we set up a rail. So we're skating like 20 feet from the stage. We're skating and skating a rail and bombing this hill. That's awesome. It was like the sickest hill because it like the the concrete was extremely slidable. Oh, nice. So like I was just power sliding for like miles. It was so sick. That sounds amazing. It's like I haven't <laughs> like, dude, power slides is so much fun. And the like best. There's, I haven't been able to do them in a long time because, you know, the the it's Oxbridge is like a real gritty like tennis you can't sl- I can't it's grippy yeah and yeah. plus I've been riding wides and I finally went back to like Spitfire Classics oh, okay thin and like I've got so much more maneuverability nice you know so I'm just like <laughs> the sound you know it's probably one of the best things about skateboarding is oh, power sliding so sick when kids figure out power slides it's like you watch that and it blows my mind again yeah. I'm like oh they just realize how awesome life is. <laughs> so it was cool. I, I had all the, the vultures come out and like we we're skating and music and it was just, you know, combined all my worlds. Like is that's sick. skating to music is awesome. Yeah. That's why I like, yo, next weekend up in New Hampshire. Do, 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 do. Yeah, there'll be a lot of music, jamming. Yeah. Fleetwood Mac if you always skating. gets me stoked. Yeah. <laughs> Get some heavy metal on there. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Some of the jams are insane. Um, depending on like who's there, but like the New England Am, which we plan on doing in December or January, I'll have a flyer sooner than later. But Wait. those get pretty intense because that's like gnarliness, and you put on some heavy metal, it's like whacking a beehive. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, this is intense. I'll, I'll tell you what, if you're over 35 choo, and choo, choo. you want to 
skate in another contest and the, you know, the Am Jam, you know, comment and let's, let's get this happening because I want to skate in it. Like, I don't think I will do as well at the edge because, you know, that it's, I don't know. I need, I need to practice at the edge more, but yeah, fair enough. I would like to get a crew of older guys so we can have enough to, to have a competition. Yeah. You know I mean, I'll host it. I'll yeah. organize it. I'll get the edge to do a 35 and over if there's enough yeah. people that are. That's what I'm saying. Down. So, you yeah. know, throw some comments into the link below. Yeah. I love putting my finger. Like I can see the link right down there. This <laughs> is right visual. down there. <laughs> Do what he's saying because yeah. it'll be fun as hell. Dude. Yeah, because if we can, I, I want to get a bunch of people and and I'm already saying like, dude, the edge is so fun for a jam too because there's is, a little bit of everything. It's do, gonna be hard if you don't because like a, if you don't go to the edge a lot and you don't get a flow in between everything, it's gonna take a little while to get used to. But you'll I, figure it out. I know a lot of older guys that have that place dialed in. Yeah, like and that's why like the, the section with the hip, the wall yeah. ride, the quarter pipe. Oh yeah, all dude, the you way see over. all these guys killing like you know Bob. R three creative, yeah, and Pat destroying and, and Gene and uh, you know John R from Rad, like yep. all these guys are down there all the time. Yeah, so I'm like, get in. Exactly. There's enough. We could get enough people to get a jam going for the old guys. Nice. As uh, long as you can't compete though. No, no, no. no I'm gonna. That would be an unfair advantage. I'll just be on the comment. I don't that's, know if it would be. <laughs> I I don't know. Depends on the day. <laughs> Some days I have good days. That's any of us. Something I can't even kickflip nowadays, which is kind of new for me, because like I just sometimes hurt. So I'm like, I can't even flick my board, which is such a weird thing to like have to deal with. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. That's why, like, that's when days when that, I just people see me. I'll just I'll skate as fast as I can just around the park, just dodging yeah, yeah, people, yeah. you know, just not getting anybody's way. Just I just want to feel my feet on the board and feel the wheels hitting the concrete. Yeah. You know? That's the day you do a lap for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause sometimes just, you know, we have long days working guys. Yeah. yeah. Your legs, sometimes they're just, they don't want to function. Yeah. You know, true. and you need your dude. Nobody wants to see a kick flop. Yeah. You know what I mean, you want your kick flips to be on point and <laughs> yeah. it's like, and if you can't do it on point, like that just, kick flick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like if I, you know, cause I'll try to get the park and I'll try to do like 10 kick flips and see if I can get them. All right. I'm dialed in. All right. Good. If, if they're not happening, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do those. Two. Yeah. I, I went through that once too. And I was skating big handrails. I remember there was like, you just have to come to terms with like, I can't do that anymore. And that was like a bitter pill to swallow. I loved mm. big handrails. Yeah. And then like, at some point I'm like, looking at them now and I'm like, if I jump down this, I'm just going to destroy myself. Yeah. Not even big ones, just like decent sized handrails. I'm like, it just fucking, uh, it's just a pill I had to swallow. But I was you, so used to skating those. But as I said before, you don't have to because your legacy is on the internet, oh, which yeah. is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Like you're like, fuck you. See that double kink? I did it. Yeah. I don't have to prove anything to anybody. I love that I was... That was one thing I really tried to do is get all my footage, like yeah. as much as I could, just so I could put it on the internet. Because like dude, I love the fact that we created that shit together, dude. You've on. got some gnarly parts out there too. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, it's been years. Yeah. Um, sick, man. This was awesome. We'll do it again. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Thanks, Mike. All right. Oh. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> oh. I want to skate now. Okay. Oh. Got energy. I got a piece. <laughs> pee your pants, pee your pants.